Echoes Chronicles, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Stories of the Supernatural. Wherever you find us, whether it's a video or podcast on your favorite platform, please like and subscribe to us so that you can get notification of when a new show is released. You can also find us on major social media platforms. If you go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com, you can find links to the videos or MP3 files, which you can download and enjoy without commercial interruptions. If you're into classic horror, ghost, and adventure stories, I narrate Nightshade Diary, and you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If scary stories are your bag, and listening to encounters with cryptids, ghosts, dogmen, and other weird creatures sends a shiver up your spine, then go to SupernaturalStoryTime.com for links to our weekly podcasts. Noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird can be found at eerie.news or visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. Please subscribe to my newsletter on Substack. Just go to mppelliser.com for a link. I want to thank you for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good, I hope. Yes. You know what? I have to laugh because whenever I look at that intro, believe it or not, the best part for me is Jack Nicholson's face when he's looking at the girl that he was just kissing. He was like, yeah, that's perfect. I, I, I never get over that. I, I love it just for that little part. But anyway, let the, how's everybody doing? Everything is good over here. Um, I'm going to try. My first announcement, guys, is that, and I, and I mentioned it in my last show, that I was working on my Sybil Chronicles novel and then, I just, I, an article morphed into another book. Okay. Let me see if I can show it to you guys. Okay. And it's not going to work. You know what? I'm trying so hard to make this work and it's not working. You know what? Because it's, it's, uh, what you call it? Let me see. You know what? I wanted to show it. You know what? If I can't, if I can't show it. I can't show it. What can I say? You know, it's one of those things that uh, sometimes things don't cooperate. Stop sharing. Uh, I, anyway, you know, I'll put it out on my Substack, and uh, I'll put it on, you know, all the different social media and all that stuff, you know, the cover. I'm going to be releasing it soon. It's called The Phantoms of the Follies, and it talks about all these, you know, Ziegfeld Follies was a big deal back in the turn of the century and into the 20s because he basically, this was the time of, you know, Prohibition, the Flappers, G-Men, and Ziegfeld Follies, Flo, Flo Ziegfeld decided to come up with the bright, eye, bright but not original idea of having the show full of beautiful girls, very scantily clad, which as a matter of fact, many of them did pose um, nude for famous photo photographers and and artists of that day and basically if you were a young lady that was tapped by mr zigfield to become one of his girls you were propelled into stardom equivalent to back then this was also remember the time of vaudeville you were all of a sudden all the millionaires uh, were paying attention to you but but anyway the book centers around all these girls Usually, they had a a review, basically a show that ran for like three or four months. 
And then, but once you were part of the Follies, it even, you know, you were forever written as, even if you left as, and a lot of them transitioned into silent film and then into, some of them became major motion picture people. One example is Marion Davies, who was her mistress for many years. Some of them made good, others didn't. And that's what the book is about because there was a story that there seemed to be a curse that would hang over these girls that were part of the follies. And you know what, you could say, well, you know what, of course, something's always going to happen. Nobody leads a perfect life. But when you look at the numbers of the girls, and that's what the book's about, that talked about, I'm not talking really tragic, horrific ends or circumstances. It's like, wow, it almost makes you want to think that there was something going on as far as a curse. Um, in other words, there was a price to pay for becoming a Ziegfeld Follies girl. And as a matter of fact, the theater, which was taken over by Disney, like in the 90s, which used to be the New Amsterdam uh, on Broadway, is said to be haunted by one of them. But, you know, I'm not going to give my whole, whole book away, but I'll have a link and just keep an eye out for it. As far as when I release it, I might have a giveaway on that. So, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, let's get, a, get on to the good part. Okay, now the good part has to do with who our guest is tonight. And this is the first time for this gentleman on the show. His name is Brian Bowden. He was born and raised in New York City. Uh, and he set out on a path of architectural engineering, but succumbed to the reality that business was his future, even though he had a love for sciences. And he managed to squeeze in physics and astronomy while studying finance and graduated from Pace University with a degree in international finance with a minor in emerging markets. Uh, Brian would use his talents by initially working with the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and World Bank, regarding solving the third world debt problems, but ultimately spending his career with top tier broker dealers. You know, I could have a different separate show with Brian just about the state of the economy of the world, but it has nothing to do with the paranormal. Anyway, as a child, Brian experienced some unusual events that drove his curiosity and would later propel him into becoming a boots on the ground UFO cryptid and paranormal researcher and investigator. Since 1977, he has used his spare time to explore those areas of interest, traveling the world in pursuit of the truth. His experiences in the paranormal realm cover the gambit of the goblin universe from encounters with Sasquatch, Dogman, and spirits to several UFO experiences. Each has been the driving force in his quest for more knowledge and ultimately answers. He was the first draft pick for essential members of the team and joined the Bronxville Paranormal Society's BPS. At its inception, he took the helm as a chief information and technology officer and director he has brought an entirely fresh perspective and process to the paranormal field and investigations culminating in revolutionary results. He is the creator, producer, and co-host of the critically acclaimed Beyond the Realms radio show. He's a published author, musician, and artist. He left a career in Wall Street to start a think tank and pursue business development on a global scale. Brian Bowden has been a speaker and presenter at many paranormal encrypted conferences throughout the United States. He started the Paranormal Center and is a former member of the board for the Pine Bush UFO Festival and Conference. He's conducted several successful CE5 events, all of which have brought contact to the many who attended. He is currently a member of the IRVA, the International Remote Viewers Association, the founding director of both uh, NYS NewsFOP, which is New York State UFO Project, and NISO. New York State Sasquatch Organization, the director of the North American Dogman Project, New York State Chapter, and is the North American correspondent for Outer Limits Magazine. 
He is the co-host of Inside the Goblin Universe radio program with Ronald Murphy and host of the Nobobumi, which stands for Nobody But Me. He also has several appearances on Dave Scott's Spaced Out Radio and has also appeared in numerous newspaper articles, independent films, television series, and a variety of top-tier podcasts. He has been a speaker and presenter at many conferences throughout the United States. He recently signed with Quarter 13 Talent Management, which will handle his public appearances and bookings in the future. He's also appeared in a season of Red Earth Uncovered, a Canadian series that will begin in the USA in 2021 and also appeared on Into the Unknown, a new paranormal series on the Travel Channel hosted by Cliff Simon. He filmed for the upcoming UFO documentary Star Children of Pine, New York, and just finished filming a two-hour UFO special for the Travel Channel Discovery Plus called Alien Invasion Hudson Valley UFO and is on season two of UFO Witness. Brian is working on a series of new books based on his experiences, investigations, and theories, as well as a few children's books and short stories. His latest publication, Words and Muses, A Lyrical Life of Poetry, is on sale at Amazon. He is currently developing new intellectual property for both television and the big screen, as well as scheduling investigations, conferences, and events for the year ahead. And as you can tell, I'm very lucky that I got Brian to come on the show because he's busy. How are you doing today, Brian? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing really good. I'm actually even busier because my bosses, which is the wife and my, my two daughters, they uh-huh. take precedent over anything else right now. Ah, and see? We, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, know, I, know where, I know where my bread's buttered and, and where, you know, it's it's like uh, the land, uh, what is it, the Alamo? It's, you know, I'm surrounded. and Yeah, it's forget but, it. Yeah. Give it up. It's like, forget it. I can't yeah. overcome this. But so I, pro- I, yeah, in the process of moving from New York to Florida, um, I've had a couple of UFO experiences that we can go into that. Right. We're going to go into that because he, he's, I told him, welcome to Florida. Yeah. I, see, I'm a native Floridian. Ah. Okay. But let me tell you something. You know, when I see some of these places in the United States and, you know, for a few years now, you're like, you know, places go through, you know, periods and then they get better. But I, <laughs> I've been watching different places and I'm like, ah, you know, right about now I'd be like getting the heck out of Dodge, you know? Yeah. And oh, yeah. uh, and I was telling him that we meet a lot of people here in Florida from the Northeast states a lot. You know, but traditionally you would hear about the Northeast coming when they were older to retire, to escape the... But we're seeing all ages, a lot yeah. of people here. It, there's a lot of people here. I, I want to get my uh, myself, my car is registered and my license so I can criticize all the new yorkers coming down uh, i'm not you know i left because of of what changed up there dramatically it's yeah it's almost a it's like it's a little bit like star wars you know i guess i'm on the rebel side which is the pure american side you know i i i follow what the the founding fathers you know crafted Mm -hmm. life liberty pursuit health and happiness versus some of these people that they are just imposing their will on people. So they're like the empire. <laughs> I, 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 I've said it jokingly, but it's not. And, and, and I say, I wonder if John Carpenter was having a psychic moment when he did that movie, Escape from New York. Because when you looked at it, it was like a great sci-fi dystopian future thing. You know, like, wow, you know, what was it? Manhattan was a, pr- a penal colony. It's a pr- wow. It's a prison, basically. <laughs> and I, right. I have to tell you, we're we're fast approaching that what you know i did work on wall street for a while and right. i can tell you right now mm-hmm. that every firm that makes up wall street right is is in florida now 
I imagine, and what does that mean? That Wall Street is really, Wall Street is just, is, is in the rearview mirror? Yeah, Wall Street is just a street. And what they're going to do is because they, they can't get companies to stay in New York anymore. They know what's going to come, come. It's going to be taxes, it's going to be whatever. Yes. Not to get political. But yeah. so everything from Wall Street has moved down to Florida. That's why I mean, everybody has moved to Florida. You a know lot what? of them. Every time, the, every once, you know, I'll look at the New York Post online because sometimes I have, and it doesn't, you know, and of course, New York Post, they have a lot of stories about New York. I hate to say it. And I'm not saying this is only New York, but there seems to be, there's horrible crimes being committed against regular citizens. Okay. Yeah. People getting killed, punched, slapped, stabbed, thrown in front of a train. It's like yeah. all the time. It's like, what? What's going on there? I don't yeah. know how regular people, I wouldn't leave the, my house. I wouldn't be able to leave. It'd be like. That's that's kind of scary and nothing and of course they have that no bail thing I think going on, which is I mean, it's it but it's it's not only it's not only New York that has it it's it's the ide ideology and philosophy mm -hmm. of the leadership not only in New York but you get the West Coast version California yes and and other areas that that where major cities are um, and they're dictating to what you do and people don't want to live underneath that. And, Let me ask um, you something, Brian. Yeah. It, it, and I guess my question is, even if you were one of these people that at some point voted in some of the people, the the, the people in the government that are making these decisions, right. isn't there some point that these people are being victimized themselves? Aren't they going, wait, wait, this is not what I thought it was going to be? See, this is this is why I think we've jumped to getting into the paranormal. We, we've messed right. around with timelines because, okay. because growing up, we always had like, you know, there was always this of moments of ire and anger and right. it gets to a certain point and then we just go back to normal like okay we're americans we're allowed to blah 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 sure and we, we exactly this is just keeps it keeps going and going going and it's like seriously there's like 50 pink elephants in the room right now and they're they're sitting on your chest and the majority of these people can't why can't i breathe oh it must be that side you of know the what party. that um that guy uh that work in the bodega that if it wasn't oh, for the outrage, oh. he got accused. Well, he was arrested. I'm sorry. He was charged. He was going to get yeah. charged with murder. He was defending his wife. Yeah. And here he is. When you look at the video, this guy is basically working inside a business. Yep. And and I'm thinking to myself, and, and I and one of the last things I heard, I think he was moving. He was, I think he was Dominican. And I heard something. He was leaving back to Santo Domingo. And I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. I'd be like, I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking at what point do the, when I say regular people, I mean, people just maybe at some point that they're thinking, oh, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, this is like a nightmare scenario when you hear some of the stories of what's happening there. I, I, I have to be honest, uh, talking about timeline jumps. I'm a, I'm a student, a bit of history. I, I like history. I like the information. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, a lot of it. Right. And there are so many correlations to what's taking place right now that took place in the 40s with Nazi Germany, the rise of Nazi Germany, with people, Nazi Germany, well, Germany at the time had probably the largest uh, population of PhDs. Really? And they allowed to happen what they allowed to happen, which committed, you know, horrific crimes against humanity with a multitude of people just because of race or, or, or social preference, whatever it is, it's happening right now. Well, because no one you wants know, to point to it. You uh, hear a lot about what happened to Germany after World War One, yeah. all right, where basically 
um, without knowing the details, you know, they, 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 the economy was broken, people, it was very difficult. And yep, sounds familiar, uh, doesn't it? Yes. And people were like, uh, yeah, it, people, and I hate to say it, you know, that saying desperate measures, uh, desperate times require desperate measures. Yep. People were doing horrific things sometimes because they Look, were starving, uh, existing. Yeah, they, starving. Yeah, they have kids that are hungry. They don't have yes. any money. Their money's worth nothing. But this is the reason why, and, and I'm going to swing it into the UFO. Yes, game. yes. We have a lot of sightings of you. They actually have picked up the last year uh, mm -hmm. globally. Right. And a couple of people that are trusted abductees okay. that have been abducted, they, it's it's vir virtually proven they are, they are ad ad abductees or okay. experiences, if you like, today. They have come back, you know, where they're actually having an interaction. They're they're so in tuned on a vibration that the the extraterrestrials or the beings are like, okay, this one gets it. And a lot of them, the, the statement or or the thought that they have come back to this point in time because they want to witness something that's going to take place has been present in multiple people that have been abducted. They said this is a really crucial time and it's not only ufo based a lot of people who believe in the reincarnation or the fact right. that like a with pattern the, right with multiple see just like dante has the inferno with multiple right. levels of hell there's multiple right. levels of heaven the higher you go the closer to the source i'm going to call right. the source god because i believe right. in god i don't want to call it source it's god right and mm -hmm. depending on how bad you were is where you fit in the level. And then you're given an opportunity. You're shown what's going on and given an opportunity to say, well, you can continue here and kind of study and learn and, right. move, you know, exist. Or you can try to redeem yourself. And you go back in time. A lot of people have chosen, even the people at the highest level that are like, yeah, we're here. They've chosen to come back to this very moment in time to witness what's going to take place. So. And I've always I, I've done a remote view of of what's taking place for the last two years. I haven't done it this summer yet, but mm -hmm. uh, I usually say six to eighteen months. It's going to be a major, major um, thing taking place. Well, you know, this is the thing. A little bit like. over a hundred years ago, which you know we had World War One, and we kind of jumped in there at the end. Yep. Is also when we had the Spanish flu, which yep. wiped out millions of people worldwide all right? right and as a matter of fact that flu came to the united states via the soldiers returning to the united states from the fields in europe yeah all right and what and what was unusual also about the spanish flu is that it's normally you think of the older people being more vulnerable the spanish flu was taking out young people it yeah. was a weird thing all right and it's so it's so funny that you say that that repetition or that pattern it's it's happening, but here's the difference between what took place in the twenties and whatever the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. And so, the longer you lived, the more immunity you have with, sure. in, in concept. Of course, okay? exactly. And that's why it was hit. It was affecting the younger so much quicker. They weren't. They didn't have the the salt underneath them. You know, right. like Grandpa is like lived for eighty five years. His immunities are. You know, yeah, he's you know he's been sucking on beat that's been sitting in the sun for three weeks he's fine you know yeah um the difference between what took like then in in relationship to a virus is and i'm going to state it um because this is something i'm going to preface this 
I have a lot of friends and family members that are doctors, surgeons, mm-hmm. uh, nurses, head nurses in the medical field. I've, it's always been interest to me. Right. And they are all absolutely pissed off at me because they know I should have been a doctor. I am okay. a, I'm a very, very into the medical and the science. I did study astrophysics and, and astronomy, and I was thinking about it, astrophysics at one time. And the reason why I didn't go into medicine is because, i got to be honest, I don't want to be in a hospital ever. There you go. Okay? I don't blame you. Um, I love helping people, but I don't, yeah. you know. So one of the things I studied, and this was about 20, I'm going to go over 20 years ago when mm-hmm. Robert Malone's paper came out yes. on mRNA. So I actually was reading it, the what, you know, okay. the, the, the paper. Um, it's industry. I was like, and I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is the magic bullet. This is, oh, this is what we need. This is what we've been waiting for. Right. The thing that's going to cure everybody. And then you start reading and you're like, okay. And then it unlocks things that it shouldn't have unlocked. I'm like, ooh, that's not good. And then it started cancers that shit were never there in your, in your genetic profile. All and right. then animals started dropping dead. Everything dropped dead. Okay. It's like, <laughs> so fast forward to the 2019, 2020, whatever. Right. Um, I was following, um, I, f- I follow and support the people in Hong Kong and Taiwan mm-hmm. because they're entitled to their freedom. Sure. And all these people used to stand up and wave the American flag at one yes, point and sing I the national that. anthem. How can you that. not support these people? Yeah. And during that time, about 2018, 2019, yeah. people were, were, were dying. There was a, something like going around that area and many mm-hmm. people were dying, specifically men were dying versus women. And okay. I remember the report coming on, the scientist goes, this is a very strange virus because it seems to be targeting pan-Asians from X. I remember that. I remember okay. that. So, I'm, and I stopped myself and I said, holy blank, mm-hmm. ki- the Chinese are killing their people. Right. Right? So, if you go back to my Facebook post, you'll see around 2019, I had a Facebook post, I think it's in September, it said, the Chinese government is about to give the United States the greatest gift of all, manufacturing. Because we're going to have to start making... Yep, we're gonna right. All those over. factory workers were gonna be right. So, but we fast forward, we find out different things. This isn't something that was here. It's it's been proven over and over again around the world. This was a man-made type of product, sure. Sure. and unfortunately, people people died. And there there's ways, and I'm not gonna get into. It. I don't want to get the political side or anything. There's things that could have been done that were mentioned that yeah. people had they taken it we would have been out for 30 days and then life sure would have been exactly exactly so i think that's why like when we see all this turmoil between the sciences and then the the the, the leaders of the world and this you know that's what they're trying to form the conflicts extraterrestrials are very interested in what's going on here because <laughs> they have a vested interest in it um okay. if you're not aware of, of extraterrestrials this is well over 300 species, about 250 that we're absolutely guaranteed okay. to know about. And they're not here to save the planet and help the people. Uh, some people will say that. Oh, I, the- I, and I know, and I know that. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, I, and I know that's a nice thought, I guess is what I'm getting to, but. It's, it's like that, you know, you, when you said it was John Carpenter, you know, like, yeah. 
Well, Gene Roddenberry mentioned a couple of times, you can look this up, that he felt he was contacted by something that told right. him, encouraged him to write Star Trek, right? So go. maybe there's a lot of influence in what we're mm -hmm. seeing in movies. The best way to deliver that is right. through entertainment purposes, right? So just like, and we'll talk about disclosure, and there was disclosure well before disclosure. So, so all this is taking place right there, you know, and... Um, it's it's just they're interested in protecting their best interest, which is trying to prolong or ex get their race to go forward. See, okay. most of these these entities that are extraterrestrial, their races are dying off. They've killed their planets. They've made the mistakes we've made for okay. whatever reason. And they love humans because we have the perfect DNA and junk DNA that you could use as a base to create, okay. expand their species. So you get an extraterrestrial human, they breed. Then you get an extraterrestrial human, you breed again. And then over time, you right. will put out, it's, it's all in sciences, you'll have put out uh, pure extraterrestrial versus pure human. Right. And it's all through the DNA. If, if they're here and someone starts messing with DNA, through injections or what or medicines that affects them so sure. i don't believe in the galactic federation that most people promote the I, prime I directive think, you know what I, um i just had this image in my head of a long table with all these different creatures like something out of the star wars cantina right yeah. and one of them gets up and like okay so are we having chinese or pizza tonight you know <laughs> that's it i don't i don't see that they're not here and the, they know what we are and they know where we need to evolve and some of them are alluding to it trying to help speed that process up but it's all for their best interest not ours eventually right, so, it will be for ours well basically what you're saying is that they're harvesting us for our genetic materials yes pretty much and yeah. and you know we've we've done this before i mean i think you're of the age where you remember mutual of omaha's wild kingdom absolutely Marlon Perkins. Yep. And and you remember, you know, they always send Jim out into the field. And Jim, yeah, right. you know, he's yeah. in his little, and he's got the rifle and he's, yeah, yeah. They pop, they, 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 they shoot off, you know, at, at an elephant. They land, they take the sperm, they tag it, they bag it, they put it out. Yeah. And the next time when they want to track the elephant, they get out the big, you know, box with the big antennas. Sure. Or, well, now we use RFIDs. So it's the yeah. same principle. They're, probably trying to help to breed the, the, the species, us as humans, but they're also trying to save them, their own lives. Let me ask you, do you think that they have, have had any input like in like the invention of the CRISPR and genetic, oh. that we've been able to decode the genome, et cetera? Or was 100%. that us just being intelligent? Yeah, you think that they no, had no, a no. hand in that? A lot of what you've got scientifically has mm -hmm. been it's been it's for, through reverse engineering and right. also what they what they do with this is they'll I'll give you an example. There's a guy and I still believe him. He is not the bad guy that they portrayed him to be. Right now he's in prison. His name's Stan Romanek. Okay. Stan Stan has like a fifth grade math education. He predicted element one fifteen decades decades multiple decades before they even came up with it. Okay. Okay. He was he started drawing engines and look at some of his designs, the calculations he used to write out someone who it wasn't around the Internet. It wasn't any of that stuff. 
He was writing out formulas that have yet to be discovered by scientists in the future. So what I do believe, and he's a multiple times abductee, what I do believe is they were implanting him because there's always, there's a lot of abductees that remember, they start remembering their experiences and they remember, they see a screen, looks like a TV, okay. and images start flashing by. <laughs> well, we use this in the military, the Air Force uses it. You go in a room, you focus on a screen, and they just start sending images one right after the other, it speeds up. And you're right. actually retaining it. That's how yes. you can you can do books. You can read a book that way. Yeah, your there's, subconscious remember yeah, captures everything. Yeah. Right. There's an app that will show you the first you load the book in and it'll go yeah, I know. dog can beep bop bop bop. Uh-huh. And, and you read it and you read it, yeah. Yeah, you're you're done in like fifteen minutes. So this yeah. is the same principle. And he starts to remember these things or is allowed to, and he's showing this to the world. So I do believe that there is an influence. That's one influence. The other influence is the reverse engineer we did from Roswell, the crashes that we recovered and the alien bodies and interrogation. Do you really think that Roswell, because sometimes I hear Roswell was real. Other times I've heard that Roswell, eh, that, as far as especially uh, the, the alien bodies, not that there was a crash, but that if they did recover extraterrestrial remains, do you oh, think they did? 100 i'm 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 almost 100 positive that that alien bot bodies like deceased mm-hmm. were recovered as well as live um okay there's there's way too much there after roswell everything ramped up dramatically okay we went from zero to, to a billion instantaneously and I do believe that we made an agreement with a specific race of aliens to get information okay. and I'll then that we allowed them to abduct people for their purposes, you know, without going crazy. But yeah, I do. I do believe that that it's it, Roswell is it's important because it happened and we recovered okay. things. Um, I don't go into either you believe it or you don't. Right. Right. People make well, a I mean, big deal like Roswell, Roswell, you know, it's like, right. Okay, I got exactly. It. It, you know, it crashed, but that really started us on this program. And then what happened is that's in the forties when we, when we did operation paperclip mm-hmm. and we and we, we, we pretty much liberated to the U S the large portion of, of German scientists, right? Like Van Von Braun, mm-hmm. who, who, who they, if I tell you they were on in under 30 minutes, that's how fast they could have won the war, that they were that close. They had, they invented nuclear weapons. They had uh, hypersonic weapons. They were still test. They were that close. And when Von Braun was, was asked, if you, add, you bring them into the mix, when Von Braun was asked by a reporter, like, you were so close, where did you get this technology from? And he goes, from them. Wow. And he pointed up. And I don't right. think he was talking about God and angels. He's talking right. about extraterrestrials. So put these things together in the past and then spread it out. So I'm going to give you a portion to study, but I'm not going to tell you what X, Y, and Z is getting either. Right. Yeah. And I know whatever. Okay. Then you're going to come in your results and then we come together. Then we have Blu-ray discs. We have laser discs. We have yes. uh, transformers. We have totally different uh, uh, electric grid and system. There's the, there is a, a, you want to talk about a rumor, the United States of America, last time I kind of checked that I was talking to a third party about it, we are probably 150 years ahead technology-wise 
than in every country in the world combined. Are we talking everyday technology or are we talking stuff that that we don't even know about? Buck Rogers type of technology, like really Stargate kind of tech, like like time travel wormholes. Yeah. And and the reason why I say this is that now they'll show you a film of, you know, sub-Saharan Africa and here are the natives with a yeah. The villagers with a you know cellular phone. That's, it's like hold on, you know they they. It's like all right. Oh okay. hold on, I'm on camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hold yeah. on, I've got my spear and my phone. No, we're we're, we're 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 that far ahead. And um, when you mentioned disclosure in a, a, earlier, um, I always got a lot of pardon the expression crap because mm-hmm. I I made the following statement: if I was the president of the United States of America or the world right. leader. I would never currently reveal what kind of technology we have and whether UFOs are real or not real because we have too many enemies that exist on this planet. It's not in our best interest. Okay. You know, and my job is to protect the health, well-being, safety, and security of American citizens. Let me ask you, are you saying then that you think that these extraterrestrials have worked only with the United States versus the no. entire world? Nope, 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 not at all. So they, they do what we do. We, we hedge our bets, right? Oh, I see. Okay. So, so you have um, one of the biggest work people, well, entities, and when I say people, and I apologize, it's just that a common natural thing to do. Um, the reptilian-based entities, the ones that right. look like giant lizards, you know, like yes. flea stacks from uh, Land of the Lost or whatever. They're, yes. they're pretty massive in size. They're um, upwards of nine, ten. You know, they're big. They're, they're, their their IQs off the charts. They're very very smart and they're super aggressive. They want okay. what they want, and other other races keep everybody each race in check. It's a giant okay. game of chess, and they okay. know it because they know what these these entities are capable of, and they're not going to you know allow that. But They've gotten involved in the U.S. They've gotten involved in China. They've gotten involved in all around the world. Other entities, that, you know, other races have made their presence known all around the world. And they're just, a lot of them are playing catch up because we've had this for such a long time. Let me ask you, because I know, you, uh, every, you know, I'm sure yeah. you're familiar with ancient aliens and, you know, where they discuss since on, ancient civilization. Yeah, yeah there you go. You got to like mess George. that up. Yeah, like George. That's, everybody. Nobody remembers his name, but they'll say, yeah, the guy with the messed up hair. Yeah, I and, can't pronounce uh, his last name. Giorgio took blah, blah, blah. It's a very, very But, you know, back then, you know, they're, they're explaining how all these ancient, you know, pre-Judeo-Christian civilizations were visited by extraterrestrials. Do you think those were different ones? Like those were there, came then, left, and we've got a new set now? It's just funny. I just can't help. It's got to be aliens. Um, yeah. No, I, I actually, um, I believe that we are the probably ninth, tenth, eleventh incarnation of what took place on this planet. I believe okay. there's been technology and and civilizations well before ours. It's kind okay. of like uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the best example. Sure. You know, okay. bring, a, bring a towel. And they have mm-hmm. to recreate the earth. No, no, move that bone to the left a little. You know, that's how we had it before. I, right. th- we're fi- we're discovering things through archaeology. Archaeological yeah, of course, that dates. predate, like, I know, like, the, 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 the earliest. Like, like a cell phone, like a 
clamshell cell phone. We, I mean, yeah. I've seen these. I've seen the pictures of it. Right. And we're like, how did this happen? Now, you could have time traveled, right? right? Okay. You could have went back in time, dropped the phone by accident, whatever. Um, or you could have had, um, you know, other vehicles, other civilizations that started. And then after a while, they just killed themselves. And so they started again. And, you know, and I think, see, I think there is a, a higher power. There is a God. I think there are seraphs and angels, and that's one end of it. But I, I don't know how extraterrestrials play into that whole mix. Because Do you I believe, always, let's, yeah. let's go down that thing since, you know, I know let's that. Go. Do you believe in Atlantis then? 100%. Or... I, I'll, I'll give you, I just, I've been studying this for a while. Okay. So Atlantis has been seen, or a city like Atlantis has been seen in, in numerous different locations. Right. If you studied the history of Atlantis, I'm not going to go into the direct things. And right. it is, it is, and the individuals, the entities, or the Atlanteans mm -hmm. came out, were described very weird. They were very human-esque, very tall. Um, I think there were something along the lines of the eyes were bluish, and they had almost like a webbing in their their hands okay and they were very forthcoming with information and knowledge. they gave a lot of knowledge they were okay. very very smart what they do and if you if you just if you listen to the description of atlantis there's like a center core and right. then there are these outer rings that came out with water in between them okay, okay. and atlantis you know violent uh, earthquake and it sinks to the ocean right I have a feeling, and this is my opinion, mm -hmm. that what people are describing, what they were seeing, is a USO. It's it's under under unidentified submersible object, mm -hmm. which is a UFO underwater, and okay. it it rose. The entities came out. They okay. and people and they just had the ship up there. They started interacting with the individuals, trying to teach okay. them and trying to get this information to make them smarter more intelligent to, to whatever and then it got to a point where they may have been you know a higher power of them said nope you can't do this you're not allowed to interfere and violence and the ship sinks back down into the water and transfers to another location do you then think because you know there's a version where basically the the, the atlanteans that their technology got away from them and That's, they caused the yeah. destruction of the basically of the that the place was wiped out and then you had a few that got you know yep. that left that's that's the that was the problem you know you, you, that's what i'm saying previously these different civilizations that may have appeared before we are what we are right now right they always it, it seems like we always get to a, a, an event horizon right that point yes. and we just f it up you know it's like Right. Come on, right. you know, instead of going down that, like, look, this is really good. We can change people's lives and make their lives better through genetic manipulation. And mm -hmm. it's fine without ruining the genetic, you know, code. We can just re recode it um, and heal people. Someone always has to use it to have power on top of somebody else. And I think that's what happens. And, well, you and, know what? And, and it, let, let's go with that premise of, you know, sure. whether it's Atlanteans or whatever. It almost seems like there's very few people that make the decision to go where they shouldn't. And the rest of us are like, hey, you know what I mean? The rest yeah. of us, I mean, the regular people are like, wait, wait, wait. You know, in other words, it's always that either 
uh, the need for power, control, riches, whatever, or everything together, and the rest of the regular people, it pulled in to sometimes, if you, yeah. if you go based on that, horrific results because... You know, yep, and then you get one side fighting the other side, and then, yes. and then they get to a point where um, there are so many different areas around the, around the globe that they've discovered where the only thing that scientifically could have happened there right is a nuclear related accident or okay. a, or an explosion okay and we're talking you know 10 million years ago so the shelf rate of life of radiation is like 83,000 years or whatever i forgot the i don't know that i remember the science on it so this is but they detect certain things there that are only detectable when they exploded nuclear bombs and 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 i don't want to trigger right. anybody with this Right. So let's say something happened with Atlantis. Someone just, you know, they were being attacked or they gave out too much information and it backfired on them. Right. They got to get out of Dodge. They set off a device. It kills people. They sink to the bottom and they go to another area. Exactly right. Which is what, right. you know, that's what you hear, you know, as far as that, the remnants of the Atlanteans, they went to different parts of the world. Right. You know, the few that could get out of there, you know, almost like Pompeii is like everybody yeah. else got... Yeah. Uh, and let me ask you real quick, when, when you sure. said that thing about the genetics, you know that now they're trying to, like Jurassic Park style, bring back like the <laughs> Tasmanian devil and and the dodo bird. And I'm thinking, why are they? I mean, I, I understand the concept that supposedly the extinction of these animals was caused by man, not a natural extinction. But do you really think that's a good idea? And the reason why I'm asking is I think that that's, that's a... That's a slippery slope downward. Um, no, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I think that if you um, if you could use that same genetics to take uh, species that are in the endangered species list and mm -hmm. keep them going from this point forward, it's great. But see, scientists <laughs> scientists get off on the science and the result, and there's very few that have a um, What's that? Uh, I forgot the, the term, like where they, they know what the right and wrong is. Okay. Right. And a lot of them are like, they just love pushing the envelope. Well, what happens if we take a monkey and a dolphin and let's make a monkey dolphin jellyfish? Okay, great. They make a monkey dolphin jellyfish. Why? Exactly. You know, or they, you know, I'm not a fan of genetically modified anything, mm -hmm. even crops, because. It's it's not supposed to be that way. Well, there, 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 as a matter of fact, uh, they're even doing it. You know, in Siberia, they've recovered mastodons and mammoths yes. with very oh, yeah. basically frozen. They've been able to tissue on them. In other words, oh yeah, they're trying to re they, they're trying to bring those back. Right, and they're gonna plug in the holes with they said the DNA of Indian elephants versus African elephants because they studied them, and those that's right. even more compatible. They're closer. They're closer. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, okay, you know. I think that's when you know when you watch the movie, it's like wow. But again, you know, I know this is we're going here into um, you know movie land. But do you? I wouldn't be impossible where 10, 20, 30 years from now, somebody does decide to bring back a dinosaur or something that is that I'm, is going to eat us. <laughs> How's I, that? I, 
I am sure they have, and I'm sure they try. You think that that's already happened? I, I'm, you know what? The things they're doing genetically, they can't help but do. They have to bring back. You know what? Let's bring back uh, Trionosaurus Rex. Let's bring it back. Right. Wow. You know what? You remember in the in the first Jurassic Park where the attorney that goes into the it gets up eaten by the T Rex. He's yep. once he goes on the trip, he goes, "We're going to be making so much money." You remember that yeah. part? Yep. Yep. And I think there's a lot of people involved in stuff like that. What you're describing that are having this, we're going to make so much money out of this, and it's then of just, course, right. But you know, that's the whole thing. It's like you know. How much is enough? Exactly. That's the problem that the rest right. of us get dragged into results when it gets away from whoever was the uh, genius yeah, who I gave mean, a like green light to this. Pterodactyls, right? So yes. they have pterodactyls. They have thunderbirds, which really existed. Right. Um, large, large birds. Pterodactyls, we don't know. We're, we're, we make assumptions that pterodactyls were, they, they only hunted X, Y, and Z. Sure. We, we don't, don't know. know what these things have done. Right. We don't know if 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 uh, um, a pleosaurus is, is just an herbivore. Of we're, course we're not. Assuming, <laughs> right? We're, Unless we're we could do the stomach contents, there's no way right. to know. And it's just like when when when, when I research, uh, you know, be solo or or together without Santa Rico, who's you know we're we're each other's brothers and partners in this. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, everything I, I can talk, talk to you about, I've had experiences with Bigfoot. I've had experiences with Dogman, which is, for lack well, of a better getting, word. See, you're getting ahead because that's where I was going. Because, yeah. you know, I was going in that direction, you know, as far as right. cryptids. Um, right. What part of we, that is genetically modified? Well, is right? it genetically most... modified? Are we talking something from another dimension? What do well, you think? I, I, okay. So here's the thing. When, when I discuss what I... What I, I believe Sasquatch Bigfoot and also mm-hmm. the Dogman, because right. I've seen this. I originally believed it was part of Gigantopithecus. So that okay. eighth line, right? The missing sure. line, whatever it is. Yes. But we had a, we in 2015, we were in a day night investigation. We had a very, very close encounter with this of Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And it went from point A, which is no more than probably 20 feet in front of me. Okay. To point B, which is two miles down the road at the other end of a lake through a passageway that was a goat trail. And the only way you can do that is if you can open a portal, step in, and come out where you want to in okay. an instant. So I believe they're interdimensional. I believe they're flesh and blood when they come here and they right. move that energy from being interdimensional to dimensional physical but they right. have the ability to transform back into different energy sources to go interdimensional. Okay. So, but when I talk about this, I'm giving you my, from my experience and uh, my hypothesis, my opinion of these things, everybody that talks about it, it's all, it, it's, it's all hypothesis because not one person I know has a physical Bigfoot or Dogman sure. in their possession. And if they did, they'd probably be killed and they wouldn't have that in their possession anymore. Do I believe mm-hmm. the government has them in their possession? 100%. Do I believe the government created these entities? Not a not a damn way, no. I do okay. not. I believe these exist, and they've existed for thousands of years, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. 
do you think they were created by extraterrestrials or they just happened to use maybe maybe I, these extraterrestrials are using inter intradimensional you know portals and they kind of like snuck through or what so so here here's here's the way it works in my this is my uh, assessment and it's really funny as we get more and more information or more experiences we mm -hmm. always change you know we we will review what we thought and then we'll add the caveats that we need you know to enhance that assessment so right. i believe these these entities and creatures are not created by aliens i believe they're their own species okay. i believe they were part of this earth i believe they're also interdimensional you know they they straddle two ends of the spectrum here okay. now what's interesting is um some people said oh bigfoot is the, the pet dog of, of et's they're biological creations. And I said, I don't believe so. Do I believe the ETs are abducting Bigfoot and doing the same type of experiments on them? 100%. Okay. They will do it on anything. And it's funny. And I use the analogy when I used to take the train into Manhattan for work. Okay. Right. I'd go for my stop, get on the train. 20 minutes later, I'm pulling into Grand Central Station. And as I pull in, so are like a dozen other trains are pulling in. And usually the same, you know, we see people like, oh, I've, I've seen that guy before. He's, he's going to go to Connecticut. He's on the Connecticut. Right. You see him every day. You kind of get used to seeing people from other areas. Not right. that you know them, but you just like, oh, that's familiar. I remember her, you know, because she fell down one time and I helped her with this. And now she's over here. The same thing happens when you when you travel this interdimensional highway. You're okay. seeing other entities there. You know, it's like okay. there's Bigfoot, there's Dogman, there's what you'd call an ultra terrestrial or some other entities that could be a okay. chupacabra. And it's just like, Hey, you know, you're nodding, like, you know, they exist and you go, but I think the, the ET or the extraterrestrials, they just, they, they want to go with what they have to do experiments on all of them to see which one's the most compatible with them. So, so they basically they're the just that. Yeah. Let's find out. Let's see what's what with this. Right. Uh... What happens if we mix this with that or, or that with this, you know, um, so that's what they're doing there. But there is a race that um, I forgot the name of them. There is a couple of races. It's really funny of, of extraterrestrials, not from this planet. Okay. They come from off planet. One of them looks very much like Ewoks, you know, like okay. they're like little, little bears. Like, yeah. Like mini Bigfoot bears. And mm -hmm. there's another race that happens to look very, very much like, like a Bigfoot. You know, okay, and but they're not Bigfoot. They're they're totally their own beings. Now okay. maybe they maybe they did something, and I can't prove it at this point. I hopefully one day I can. Maybe that Bigfootish looking race seeded something here, okay. and they try to do it. Maybe another race seeded something here, and they try to do it. That's why we have all these different. You know, we have extraterrestrials off planet. We have interdimensionals. Because okay. there's multiple dimensions. And then we have extraterrestrials became inner earthers. So we right. have civilizations and worlds within inside the earth. Right. That have existed for millennia. Yeah, that and, and, and for all intents and purposes, we could even call them earthlings. Because they've been very, here so long. Yeah, I mean, after a while, like here, for example, I'm born and raised in the United States of America. Technically, mm -hmm. I'm a Native American. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. You, you know, so I mean, like, so when they say, well, you know, the Native Americans are like, well, I'm one of those, you know, I mean, yeah. if you really want me to be you know, technical, 
there are other species that have been here before. There are species that, that were formerly, uh, I would say, on, on top of the earth, and they may have been booted out or they may have lost the conflict from another species. And they were told, nope, you go back inside, don't ever come out. Well, you know? getting on that subject that we were talking earlier before we started filmed about Antarctica. Yeah. All right. And I've always heard, again, without proof, that, that, that there is an extraterrestrial base or something like it in Antarctica. Admiral, around Admiral, is it bird? Yeah. Yes, yes. The inner earth. And it goes down multiple levels and it goes down to another level where there's a, a race. And then it goes down another level and there's a different race there. And then there's different beings and it keeps going and going. You know, you can't let that get out if you have a, if you have a church or a temple and you want everybody to conform to like one God, well, one this. Think about it. You know, when you think of the time machine, the Morlocks, you yep. know, from oh, HG yeah. Wells, you yep. know, where... You know, you had basically after a catastrophe, some of the humans went underground and of course they ate the other humans and, um, but that's subterranean. And, but of course there was always, that kind of mentality makes you think, where did H.G. Wells come up with that, you know? Uh, that's, that's when I get into, remember I was talking about Gene Roddenberry being influenced, mm -hmm. he said from, he said, some, some of them say it's a dream. Some of them kind of say, I think I've been abducted. Or I've right. had an encounter with a being out of this planet. They told me about X, Y, and Z. And I think there is some influence in that. And the best, notice the best ways of it getting out to the populace is first it's through writing, right? Yes. The books. Yes. And, it's, and it's not the people that can't read, which is, is at the bottom. It's the people that can read, which is a higher, higher level yes. of state to be in, right? And yeah. then from there it goes into... Um, religion and right and then another one is like well let's let's do television television was the next one right so gene roddenberry star trek well like why would this show why would it be allowed to be on the air when it was it was just you know for what it was it and gene roddenberry even mentioned that there's things involved in it that he, to this day, he can't figure out, but he thinks he's been influenced by third, fourth, fifth party. Well, when you think about the turn of the century in the 20s, you know when they came up with the Pulp Fiction and Lovecraft was writing and everything? Yep. Literacy had gone up. You know, radio was still coming into its own. And we're talking here as far as exposure to the masses. Right. Where these, you know, magazines like Fate and all these. I a remember lot of, A lot of those writers... Okay, like Robert Howard, the one that wrote Conan the Barbarian, Lovecraft. You know, all of these people were writing around this time period, and they were going way out there on ideas. Yep. And, you know, whether sci-fi, you know, occult, all of that. The right? sky's the limit, right? Sky's the limit. But what I'm saying is, as far as their ideas via the stories, this is how they infiltrated into the masses because, you know... You know, if you were a teenager, you were reading all these pulp fiction magazines and stories oh, or yeah. what they call dime now. And this is how I think that, you know, when that seed is planted. Well, it, you know, it plants, it's planted in the, the detective novels, right? Sure. Yeah. It's planted in the little stories like, you know, the radio show, you know, War mm -hmm. of the World, H.G. Wells, War of the World. Well, and, and it makes you think that, and, and, you know, you laugh, but it's almost that people were so um, innocent that people really thought it was a real thing. It was like, wow. Well, I mean, if you, you know, 
think about it right then and there. Like, you know, if that's how you're getting your information, you can't see anybody. You yeah, exactly. I mean, there's people today that are significantly older and younger that still believe wrestling is real. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, it's, and, it and looks. My my father looked exactly like Lou Albano, so I I, I get it. But uh-huh. it's it's a script and it's entertainment, right? Yeah. Um, and and I'm gonna get killed by a couple other people with podcasters that actually one of them is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, uh-huh. the Wrestling Information. He's a great guy out of Newfoundland, but. They do do those flips, but they know how to do them where they're not. Right. I know. I, I know. If, if you look at it, you see that there's a possibility of really getting hurt. If some of these things oh, yeah. you do it the wrong way. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying there isn't. But they, you, if that if their injuries were real, as far as when they're fighting, they could keep going for years and years. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this impossible. whole thing, as, as these different genres have come out and these stories have started to come yeah. out, the different writers, Love Claraft, uh, H.G. Wells, Stephen King, Whitley Strieber, um, yes. whoever, we've we have increased our intelligent quotient dramatically. Each one, sure, okay, but now we have something called um, this. Really bu- bugs me. I used to like it, but I don't like it anymore. It's called faction, where yes. it's it's not real, but it, there's a lot of facts in it, and it makes it yes. sound like it's real. Right, and then again, we're we're deceiving people and. I think the extraterrestrials are are looking at who's believing this stuff and who isn't. Oh, they're not. They 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 know this is BS. Okay, I'll pick them up tonight because we want those. Right, That's exactly. That's how you have to weed out the masses. Because right, and when you have, and yeah, when you go to the sources of whatever it was, you find right. out this is your source or sources. Well, are you kidding me? This is you know this is where you get into. Um, you get into this thing. The, the reason why you're abducting people, it's some people are just genetically like I have. Um, I remember growing up, I had this one friend and um, she as literally if she touches a man, she's going to be pregnant. <laughs> just like <laughs> I'm pregnant. She is, so so there's she's super fertile. There's another okay. guy I know that like it doesn't matter what he does, you know, his sperm is like killer sperm. There's another person that's super smart, you know. So there's certain individuals, even though they may not be mentally or emotionally up mm-hmm. there, they have a certain requirement. We could harvest those eggs. We can take some of that sperm, right? And then genetically, we can manipulate the rest of that down the line. We can figure it out for what we want. But I think they're they're just weeding out the. Um, it's like a gigantic IQ test without us knowing it's an IQ test. Well, let me ask you, do you think that yeah. let's 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 go with the idea of how long he, uh, modern man has been around, which I know this changes, but 10,000, 15,000 years, whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. OK, you would think us now we are the hardiest. In other words, we are the products of that original man, which has gone through sicknesses, plagues, right. uh, adaptability to environment. In other words, we are the best product. Like you said, you know how you, uh, as, as generations go by, you start right. losing the individuals that are just sickly or have a predisposition to whatever. So basically we're, so far, we're the best uh, that the humans have produced. We're not right. talking here without basically because really, if you look at modern medicine, it's we're it's at the tail end of it. Right. Do you think that maybe that's why maybe they're attracted to us more because we what's left now 
of us is the best that has lived through well, hundreds I and thousands of years? I, I think that we've evolved, and I think recently, um, I think people are, are waking up or being mm -hmm. enlightened. We, we're actually in the age of Aquarius, if you want to go back to that. Right. Um, and it's an enlightenment phase. It's like truth comes out, and more and more people are doing the things they should have been doing, using their third eye right here, and, sure. and, and connecting themselves, raising their vibration higher. There's so much petty stuff that's going okay. on, but there are a lot of people that I said they know it's petty and they just they're not getting involved it's, in it. They're I, going. I think that, it, that that it's fed to us sometimes. And yep. here I'm going to go with my on purpose to distract us. <laughs> yes, you know, I mean, you know, when you're testing something or someone, let's see, like, okay, throw this at them, see what they do. Yeah, you know, a lot of this could be very much a test. A lot of it could be we got to a certain point. We should be making that giant leap from from step five to step ten. We're right. at that point. Come on, someone do it. And what? It, it's really funny. All you need is one entity or one person or something to move that high step, and then everything stops. And people go, whoa, 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 stop! See what just happened? And then the next thing you know, people are on you know on board with that, and they they leap as well. It's, sure. it's, it's a very, you know, I guess they're waiting. I think we're waiting for, for the leaders, the real leaders to arise from these moments. And I think that's what the extraterrestrials are waiting for. Look, well, the, these exactly. beings can do whatever the heck they want to you whenever they want. Okay? Right. Which so, is, yeah. Yeah. You're always, you're always hoping that they're nice or, you know, you know, it's like, okay, you're not, you know, what was that Twilight Zone episode about the cookbook? Oh, yeah. Uh, soil and greens. Uh, yeah. They're people. Right. Yeah. Oh, to serve man. That was the episode. Although uh -huh. my favorite was the Howling Man where the, they capture the devil and then at the end they release him. Right. Um, okay. Great. Great. But, but, you know, but, but, you know, and, and, and I think it's very interesting what you mentioned, Brian that there's lots of them okay and i don't know if there's one one of them that plays policemen or they all keep themselves in check you know like um i think it's a giant standoff so like i'm using so? my hands as ships so okay. outside of the planet and then everybody every race is put their their whatever their seat is where mm -hmm. they want it to be right oh we're taking this one that you know and that's, I think, what, what's, what's taking place here on this planet is a combination of, of a human evolution mm -hmm. as well as a, a intergalactical conflict between multiple different races to see who's, who's the victor. Right, you know? and that's what I was going to say. What is the, the, if you want to call it the victory, or what is the final objective? The, the victory from my research and from talking mm -hmm. to numerous people that I respect that have been abducted um, right. multiple times, as well as people that are new to being abducted. I don't like the term experiencers. It's just like anytime they, they need to change the dialogue or definition, there's some other motive behind it, and I don't like it. If you've been abducted, you're an abducted person. You're an abductee, and that's being part of the experience, okay? Right. And I've interviewed these people and a lot of them, 
99.99% of the people that have ever had an, a, a, an abduction experience never want to discuss it with anyone. Mm -hmm. Not even nobody, not even their closest family members, like some they always can find it. Yes. It is so beyond their concept. They can't handle it and they won't discuss it. You know what? And I'm glad you brought that up because for many yeah. years I was a hypnotherapist and I I did alternative hypnosis and a lot of time I dealt, you know, regular stuff like stop smoking, you know, weight control. Right. But then I had clients that would come to me for either recovered memories or because like what you said, they saw something. I, 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 and, I, yeah. and I've spoken about it before. I've, I had clients that would come to me wanting to hypnot one of one man came wanting me to make him forget something he had seen. Oh, you can't do that. And I can't do that. I told them, I said, it's really funny because I had people come to me trying to remember, you know, sometimes they would hide stuff in their house. And I said, I, I can't, there's no way I could do that. But it right. so rattled his universe right. that he wanted to forget it. I'll give you an example because you, you, you apparently had Al on a few times on the show and he yes. loved you, Al Santarigo. Yes, and likewise. I, and I think he, he may have alluded to it. I'm not going to go directly back into it. I'm going to mm -hmm. do a quick, like, cliff notes, okay? Okay. You know, the test is coming up in about a minute. I'm giving you the cliff notes, okay? Okay, go ahead. 2015, we did an investigation. Al was there. I was there. Another guy, our, our friend Bill, who was also doing camera work, whatever. And we did a day and night investigation at this lake in upstate New York. We were two miles in at the top of the lake. And where we and we were just, there was a little, a little bit of anomalies there. Al's been to this area before. He's heard tree knocks, he's heard, you know, brunts and different things, and we're going to investigate it. And in the process of the investigation, the first time we were there, um, we had an interaction with the Bigfoot. We heard the, the foot fall. It sounded like something big was coming. Mm -hmm. We had bluff charge that scared the hell out of Bill, and he took off running. We had to hold him back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was. Because I'm out of here, guys. See ya. Well, he, he would have gotten killed, hurt, and blind. Because it was pitch black. Okay. He just ran. He thought something like a bear or a mountain lion or something was, you know, come behind him. So we stood our ground. Um, we had um, tree knocks. We had rock knocks. And eventually we had this, this very large bipedal creature that was no more than 20 feet from us. Give three whoops. Whoop, whoop. That vibrate in your chest. Mm -hmm. And the right. third whoop is the one that was two miles down the road again. That's where I okay. changed my opinion on it not being flesh and blood, but being interdimensional. Oh, I could go over there so quickly. Okay. So after that experience, everything calmed down. We went to go to the next area that we want, you know, we wanted to investigate on the way there. So a UFO in the sky. And I was, I actually remember it. I'm packing up all my stuff. We're going to the next location. I said, I packed my camera in my bag. I said, no, no, Brian, don't be the guy that had the opportunity, but he packed his crap away, right? Yeah. So I put it on my inner breast pocket, this Olympus A4 or 4 camera. The reason why I liked it is it's for scuba diving. So there's very mm. little light underground. So it uses right. an algorithm to give it a better light. It's great for the dark. Okay? okay. And I always saw this object traveling from east to west. And I went, what is that? I pointed to it. And it stopped immediately, the object. And it came towards us. Okay. All right. And it's 20 feet plus above in the air. And it has this, you know, this weird sound to it. And Al's at that point is like, please don't let these guys get abducted, please. I don't <laughs> want the responsibility. And I'm like, I'm filming it. And this video 
is okay. on the Bronxville Paranormal Society's YouTube page. You can see the UFO video. It's about 30-something okay. seconds. Now, as an investigator for 40-plus, for 50, almost 50 years, why would I only film for 30 seconds if I have a craft in front of me? Right? Just uh, That's, that's right. part of it. So we had that experience, okay? Then after that experience, in that point from when we it was over, and then we moved to the next location, in that process, we have two hours of missing time. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So now you're talking about hypnotherapy. Yes. Okay. So. I know exactly we, how it works. And yeah, uh, we had we had a rip in space and time with our psychic, and there's a little bit more to the story. I had bruises. Mm-hmm. I had a blue blue. Uh, I woke up the next morning. See, normally after an investigation's over, we go to the diner. Al gets his coffee, bacon and eggs. I'll probably get bacon eggs or grilled cheese. And we sit there, we compare notes. Well, right. I still remember this, you remember that, right? right? But all of us were like, oh, nothing happened. When all this happened, it was like, at the, I remember at the moment. So let me like, ask you something. You, you were going from site to site. Yeah. When you came, were you at the new site or were you still at the old site? And or what, at what point did you realize, hey, or did somebody looked at a watch and realized that there was so two hours of during, missing time? If you look at the UFO video, I wish I could have shared it with you. Um, Al yells out, time check. Because it's important. Okay. When you're an investigator, you want to see. You get a strange object, you always want to record the time. Exactly. Because of missing time. Okay? And I don't know if it was me or Bill goes 9.15. Okay? Okay. And when we got to the next location, we tried to contact our... our it, it literally took us no more than 10 minutes to go from where we were to the next location. It was like... Uh, five or six steps up a little rocky area, and then it opened up to this area. We set up our chairs. And that's when Al and I were like, let's call our psychics, you know, Cindy. And we try to call him, and he goes, "What? give me a time check. So I looked at my watch, it was 10 to 12. Wow, okay. So we went from 9.15 to 11.50. Okay. About two hours of time, right? So the next day I wake up, I have, I have a, this blue stuff in my mouth. It looks like I ate a Smurf. My daughters come back. My wife comes back from Sunday school and they go, dad, what happened? I'm like, what are you talking about? The, they go, the bruises. I have two bruises on my chest, top and bottom. What? Okay. Al has something. I call Al. I go, you know anything wrong with you? And I also have something in the back of my head. He goes, I feel like there's something in my left. I said, call Bill. He calls Bill. And then we start figuring this out. Our psychic in Arkansas has a burn mark and a scratch like on her wrist from that from when we contacted her. And Bill wakes up at like 3.34 in the morning, screaming bloody murder, scared out of his mind in his house. His mother okay. was there. He, he has his mother there to take care of his mom. So, so we have missing time. So we all agreed, although Al tried to cheat, that if, if, if we're gonna do some kind of regression, we right. do it together, right? Okay. So during this, that's the regression thing. When you talk about people regression and what mm-hmm. you said, they go, I have a memory. I don't want to remember it. You get it, get it out of my brain. So I have a, I have a, I have a friend in this, in this business is really great guy. His name's Derek Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote alien. Uh, um, uh, I forgot the name of the book, something like, uh, um, 
I'll, I'll remember. Look up Derek Tyler's books. He has two books out. An Inconvenience okay. Truth, Alien Something, and Inconvenience Truth. That is the only book I've read or on the subject matter. And I only, you know, I, he told me, read chapters, boom, 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 boom. And it's in the beginning. And one of those chapters really unnerved me. So Why? that's the only book. What what these creatures entities are, are are what he's witnessed them doing to people okay and, and let me explain real quick because yeah uh any any hypnotist or hypnotherapist you have to be really careful with recovered memories and let me explain why yeah. your brain will try at all costs to keep you sane all right yeah but everybody's threshold for sanity is different let's say when you just described a group regression you might have one of you not be able to recall will have a block because for some reason that person's mind brain will realize if we recover that memory you will not be able to handle it yep okay and that's what and, and it's it's like that you know some people have horrific experiences and they can handle it and others yeah. just totally and it's the same now what will happen is if you can ever handle it sometimes as time goes by you start having these really wild dreams yep uh, because that's how your subconscious talks to you in symbols, okay? And it will slowly ease you into the memory if you ever can remember it. Because believe it or not, there's some things that really, like what you just said, that I, I yep. read that, that chapter and it unnerved me. That, but which, by the way, what was it that unnerved you? Because you sound it's, like it would be difficult to unnerve you. It, it's, it's the process of just um, disposing of human beings as if they were just garbage. In other words, you know, mm, mm, getting right, okay. what they want, harvesting, you know, select different races, harvesting something. Okay, throw in the gutter. I'll take okay. that eye. We need that eye. Or what he's been experienced as a multiple abducting. He's been multiply, he's been abducted by not only extraterrestrials, but also the U.S. military. Military personnel have been doing it too. They, That's they, a scary thought. Okay, well, it is, but it's that, not, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's, I know it's very possible because unfortunately it is. <laughs> So but why are they abduct? Is the military abducting him because he is an alien it, abductee? Yeah, that's part of it, and also to continue. Okay. You know, you aliens are, are black and white. We need to get this piece. Let's go take it. Boom, boom, okay, boom. there's no emotion involved in it. The right. U.S. the military it's all emotional, it's psychological operations. Mm -hmm. So they continue to do this to get you to do certain things for this to, to mess with you. Um, okay, so. So part of the video, I, I isolated my audio from that UFO video. And mm -hmm. if you listen to it with headphones, you'll hear, you'll hear a musical tone and then it'll like vibrate. So I said, I said to Derek, I said, Derek, this is the video. That's the enhance. I, I made the audio enhanced. What's your take on this? And he, he comes back to me. It's a 30 second video. He's like, uh, I'd say you've been downloaded. And I said, excuse me. He goes, you've been downloaded, and they downloaded you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and he's like, why are you asking? He goes, well, we were thinking about getting, um, we're thinking about doing the regression to, to see what happened to the two hours that we're like missing. And he goes, before you do anything, let me ask you a couple of questions. Sure, no problem. He goes, how do you sleep? Do you sleep well? I said, well, I don't, I don't really sleep well. I've got two daughters. I don't sleep well. Right. I'm worried about everything. And I goes, no, 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 no. Do you have nightmares? Do you have bad dreams, nightmares? Or do you, you get to sleep? You know, eventually I'll fall asleep. I have nothing bad or negative. 
He goes, don't ever get a regress. And I said, well, why is that? He goes, because once you open that Pandora box, you can't close it. And if you're not remembering, it's because part of you doesn't want you to remember. And they purposely know that you couldn't handle what you just saw. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and and, yeah. and I guess you know because you know the the idea has always been that people don't remember because the aliens don't want you to remember. You understand? Like, like if you had, and it's sometimes I hear that and I go maybe, but maybe it's your own brain saying we're not going to let you remember because you're going to crack up if you do remember it. I think it's I think it, it's actually felt like a fifty fifty thing on that. Yeah, the, these extraterrestrials know who who can handle it and who can't. Um. It was really interesting. This this past weekend, I was at the party, and there's another there's another person there. I, I'm going to keep the person's name and gender to the side. This okay. person um, is an investigator, of Bigfoot, in a specific mm-hmm. state. It's a, a he. It's a he. I, I can't do this without it, whatever. Okay. So he's a great guy, but he started getting into a certain area, uh, which is where Al and I've been for for years. And we're like, you're on the right track. Keep going. You're going to experience X, Y, and Z. And he's doing it. We don't want to. I don't want to influence people. Like just like when you do a regression, you don't right. want to influence. Like you don't want to give a suggestion. Gr- yeah. Yeah. There's a green light there. I'm like, I saw a green light. No, no. I just said you. You know. Okay. Right. So his his um, his stepdaughter is Filipino, and she's um, she's psychic. Okay. Okay. And she drew two creatures that are coming to visit this this person right now. Oh. One of which I saw the after creature. after he went there. No, he yeah he's for some reason these 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 creatures these entities these extraterrestrials are visiting uh-huh. him, and he's unaware of it. And okay. um, at one point, you know, so. She, she draws this entity and it's definitely a hybrid human extraterrestrial. Okay. Everything okay. about it. And I've seen it. I knew exactly what was taking place. And he's not ready to handle it. He's just starting to get there. He's very good. He's going to be on that path. And he's going to, get, he's going to be a permissioned to remember more from the extraterrestrials. Okay. But right now, they know if, if, if he remembered too much, it would just fry his brain. So exactly. he was being visited by his offspring, his child. Wow. And he's, I, I, I can't prove it because, you know, I'm not going to go through it. Mm-hmm. But I said, this is what you're witnessing and what's coming to visit you is your offspring. They do it all the time. And the ATs allow, allow it to happen. And you'll see people peeking or strange kids, you know, and women get it more so than men. Mm-hmm. But when someone who is is a uh, you know on the male side that's more in touch with the civilized thing of the right, wrong, the good, like women have a certain feeling to them, like you know, right? They allow them to have an interaction eventually with their, with their parents. Offspring. Yeah. Let me ask you: Have you ever heard when they do this uh, genetic material? Do they reproduce like us, or are they basically constructing or kind of? I don't want to say a clone because a clone is an exact version, but are they constructing the hybrid out of their genetic material and our genetic material? Because remember, yeah. we're assuming that they have a womb like a human. You understand right. what I'm saying? 
Right. Or do they reproduce in a different way where they can do it in a lab? So, so, so what they do, and this, this is where females get into play uh -huh. um, of, the, of our species of humans. Males are just donors. Okay. <laughs> Guys, you know what? I'm a donor. I have two kids. I've donated. I don't carry them. But the female species carry them. There are plenty of people that, are, that they know that now they've been multiply abducted. Mm -hmm. And they've been used as as surrogates. Okay. For uh, they've been brought to ships, and the I guess the what would be the sperm side, the male side of, of an extraterrestrial, and her and their egg has been implanted. They've harvested after a couple of months, and then they har and then it grows. I, I don't want to say it's like on a wall, but or a petri dish, but they right. know how to bring these create artificial wombs right. and birth these entities, which are half right. human, half, half hybrid, you know, alien. Right, right, And then right. vice versa, okay? And it's really interesting. It's like um, my father's in the hospital. He didn't speak for a while. And when my youngest went to visit him, mm -hmm. she, that's all she knew his, her grandfather is. And she loved him and she, you know, she wasn't scared, nothing. Mm -hmm. My older daughter would not go see him. Because she knew what he was like prior to that, right? So when you're a, when you're an alien hybrid, you're growing up in a ship, and you're right. first introduced to these ETs, and and you have abilities like mental telepathy and, and whatever. Right. It's not unusual for you, but when you finally find out, and you're curious enough, which you should be, that your your father is human, you're going to want to know why do I look like this, and that looks like that. Right, what exactly. That looked like that. Well, you're part of this. We created you from this and this. And well, can I go see him? And sometimes they say yes, and sometimes these entities figure out a way to get here. You know, and right. that's what takes place. So it's not like um, it, it's it's a really weird thing. It's you know, I always have this vision of like those pods in like. Sure. You know what the movie is, you know, like right, like an artificial womb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's 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 basically that's what it is. Right. And because I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, you know, we we I mean, we we a lot of times that you know other species are like us. You know, for all you know, they might hatch. <laughs> this is just or they're a, a marsupial type of you know you know yeah. we don't know. Um, uh, I mean, like, how do they make it work? I guess it's like one of those things. Do they? You know, and, and it's just, it, it's like a big rabbit hole to go down as it's, far as. It, yeah, it's a huge rabbit hole. And I don't know the technology now. Right, exactly. There was two times in my life I, I'm missing time. And you that know? 2015 was the first time that I'm aware of. I'll, okay. I'm say two times that I'm aware of. Okay. Right. 2015 with Al and Bill. That's the first one. The last one was a year ago in May or June, I forgot what it was, when we were coming down to look for a house and we, we were going to, we finally bought the house. We were in the location where we are. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're in the Palm County, right? Palm Beach County. I don't even know what Yes, the name Palm is, Beach County. Yeah. Palm Beach County. Right. So on the way down, I use Waze and yes. Waze app. It's really great. I recorded my own voice and it's hysterical and. I, some of my friends actually use my voice as their navigation. Oh, that's, I didn't know you could do that with Waze. That's you can't. And, and pardon the expression, but once we get uh, to the point, I go, holy shit, we made it. 
Uh, <laughs> and my youngest loves that, that slang. She goes, holy shit, we made it. So we're driving down. And normally what we did was when, when we get to, like, we stayed at Fayetteville, okay. North Carolina at one point. But that was like an hour too too little. So we moved to South Carolina, Florence. And the distance okay. between the two is about an hour driving. Okay. Right. So we, my, you know, my wife's in the, in the front and she's passed out. It's getting late and my kids are passed out and it's about quarter to 12 or like whatever. Um, and the highway's closed cause they're doing some construction. So my ways, you know, highway's closed. They, they get me off the highway and they put me on this other road, 301. Mm -hmm. So I start taking the 301. Now I'm very used to driving on country roads. Right. Especially when the moon's out, I could drive without, you know, it was a full moon. I literally could shut the lights off in my car and drive and see perfectly. Okay. And it, I used to do it because it would scare the crap out of people in the car. <laughs> you know, it's fun stuff, right? So I'm like, oh, cool. This is this is fun. You know, whatever. And I said, you know what? I, I want to have a cigarette. So I, I noticed this weird light to the right of me off of 301. Okay. And it changed the color. Red, orange, yellow, green, purple white and it kind of like you know it's sparkling I, I can't describe it other than you know so i said you know what i pull up the, i'm on this two lane one in each direction country road and i see it's about 10 to uh, 12. so okay. i'm an hour, hour away i'm gonna get there one o'clock in the morning roughly so i pull up the side of the road i undo the light in the car so i don't wake anybody up and i get out of the car i close the door and while i have a cigarette i'm watching this light this light show, it looks, it's a weird craft. And I'm like, okay, well, Fort Bragg's right by here, so it could be a drone or whatever. Okay. And I see it, and it kind of bursts, and then it comes back. And I'm like, whoa, that was really cool. And I'm complaining, I'd really like to have my scope. You know, okay. I have this night scope. <clears throat> and I smoke a cigarette, and I'm watching it, and then it gets really, really bursty, bright, and it kind of like lights up a little bit like the smaller moon. I go, wow, that's cool. And the next thing I know, I'm in my car, and I wake up, I have a terrible headache. I'm tired. I'm like, what the hell? Like, how did I get here? Okay. My wife's sleeping. My kids are sleeping. And my ways is on. It says, do you want to resume your drive? I said, of course. You know? Right. I click resume. It says you'll be at your destination at like, um, I think it was three in the morning or four in the morning. I forgot which one it was. And I'm like, what? Right. How does, it was, why is it going to take me three hours now? It was 10 to 12, right? Right. So I think it was four in the morning. Um, and so like, okay, this is strange. What the hell just happened? I'm trying to figure this out as I'm driving back and they get me on the highway and I get there mm -hmm. and it's like four in the morning and my wife wakes up. She's like, oh my God, what took us so long? And I said, I quickly had a, you know, can't tell her that I don't know. I kind of. <laughs> yeah, I lost you know, time. Yeah, you know, so I said they shut the highway down. So we had to go slow and whatever. So I get in the room and Everybody in my car is complaining, like their their neck hurts, and I have a headache. I have a headache. My my family doesn't complain about headaches. Right. No, no, but I I'm the only one that does. Um, and so we get in the hotel, we go there, and I'm like, okay, this is really weird. I make notes of it. I go to bed. I just feel uncomfortable, but I go to bed. And we wake up in the morning, get up, get breakfast. And we're gonna travel from there down to you know where to Florida, and. My youngest one, Daddy, can you help me? Sure. So they were sleeping in the same bed. We had two queen beds. Right. So my oldest and my youngest are sleeping in the same bed. And I, I help her. She changes her shirt up pajamas. And I can see her 
there's a little bit of a blood stain on her pillow. Okay. Very little. I noticed it. And then I noticed on her back on her left shoulder blade, little BB scoop mark. Really? Right? You can put a BB in it. Yeah. So I said, I'll help you, honey. And I help her. When I go over there, I kind of felt the through it. And there's a scoop mark there. Like, okay, cool. So we go down to Florida and we buy this. We, we You say, yeah, we're buying this place. We it just so happens one of my my oldest daughter's best friend she met in summer camp lives a, a, blo- a block away wow. from me in this. Yeah, it was great. So this is before they started building. It's a brand new build down here. Okay. So there's this huge open field. And there's something about Florida skies. They're just absolutely stunningly beautiful. The clouds look great. It's very clear. Um, uh-huh. The sunsets are amazing down here. Sunrises, they're yes. really beautiful. And so I take, I, you know, I'm an artist as well. I take note of this. And I get this ringing in my ear as we're talking outside their house. My left ear, and I kind of like, I have a ring, and I look up. And what's hovering in the sky, like just as, as the sun's setting, you know, so it's a little bit like dusky. Yeah. Is an object that's changing colors from red, green, blue, orange, purple, white. Okay. And I'm like, okay. All yeah. right. And I'm, I know what this I'm looking. I'm like, okay. I don't have any cameras. I got nothing. Um, right. you know, I'm not planning on this. Okay, cool. So we end that night. I went home and I just kind of felt uncomfortable in the hotel the last two two nights. Eventually, we, we, we get back within three or four days. We get back to the New York area and we decide to have lunch with a friend of my wife's. Really good friend. She's like an aunt to my kids. And we were outside of this restaurant. We're eating. It's all great. I said, I'm going to pay the check. Go get the car. I'm going to use the restroom. I come back out of the restroom, pay the check. And my oldest daughter, who's... Uh, 13 or 12 at the time, she's crying and upset. And my wife's in there holding something. And gets, I'm like, what happened? So she had a bloody nose. My daughter never has a bloody nose. Okay. I said, let me see this. And she goes, this came out of it. And I kid you not, it was a square, like this big, that thick of this fleshy-ish. It's, I, I don't really? know what it was. Yeah. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll, let me throw that out. And I grabbed it. And uh-huh. I just so happened to have in my pocket, I keep a little a plastic bag for like uh, salt. And I'll, it's protective, you know, when I can yeah. grab some salts. I dumped all the salt out and I put that in my bag. And, uh, and I was going to test it. I was going to send that to get a test. And okay. after that, I never got tested. Those are the only two times I've had missing time. And the fact that on the second time around with my daughter having nosebleeds, she's like built like her, she's, she's made a lot prettier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I know what you mean. There's kids that have nosebleeds and then there's, there's, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. She doesn't get cold. She doesn't get sick. She doesn't, nothing. And never in my life did you have a nosebleed. And it's funny. One time. When I was talking to Al once and I woke up and I, I, I like for some reason, I, I don't really have, I don't get nosebleeds. I don't. Uh-huh. And I woke one day, I was sitting there and all of a sudden my nose started bleeding. I'm like, what the hell is this all about? So I'm looking and bleeding. So I told Al and then he goes, ah, it's probably the damn aliens. <laughs> so I said, yeah. yeah, probably whatever. So I go in, my, I was sitting outside the car while my, my other daughter was doing a swimming lesson. I go in and I said, look, you know, my nose bleeds. She goes, oh. Those aliens are probably getting you. I said, don't make fun of me. Don't. 
Yeah, they're gonna come for you too. She's like, and, she, and she's like, you know, they always love to joke around me. Oh, you did you did you find your underwear last night? You know, the alien <laughs> stuff. Right? So fast forward to the next day. Guess who wakes up with a nosebleed? You do. My wife. Oh, your wife? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get nosebleeds. So I said, hmm, making fun of the aliens, huh? That was messed up, wasn't it? Don't do it. Yeah. So she had. That's, she had that's unusual. That's yeah. really unusual. So, well, I think this is this was you know, if they take you, they're usually going to take your 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 spouse and your offspring. And I. So do you think they were tracking you because you were relocating? I I I think they were curious about why we kept going back and forth. What was going on there? Okay. Um, but prior to prior to 2015, I ne I never, I never had missing time ever. And I used to be in a couple of bands, and we drank pretty heavily when I mm -hmm. should have had missing time. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. You I, remembered I, everything. I remember everything. And um, but I I also I do because I do do remote viewing, and I do have I have Claire Audio now, which is right. freaking me out because I'm hearing, okay. I can hear things. Um, as you start entertaining or, or exercising certain things, the abilities you have, like Al went through an ascension and I told him to go through an ascension, you know, breathe, okay. do this, you know, as you exercise any, any muscle, including your third eye, mm -hmm. other, it gets easier to do. And then other things start to develop. So you can get muscles at top, top muscles, right? That's right. what, it, that's what happens. So I have clear audio. Um, every once in a while I have, technometry where I can touch something and I could mm -hmm. I, it just flashed through my my mind let me ask you something and yeah. now that you say that I know you mentioned that you were a remote viewer yes I okay. call it remote viewing but other people call it something different okay yeah. but okay and, and the reason why I ask you this is um you know uh you know there's what they call that middle plane in the technical remote viewing and I was right. wondering if you had while you've been remote viewing, you've had encounters or felt like something was around you. And I'm, I'm yeah. I are they watching you even when you're remote viewing, I, I guess. I, I can answer that. Um, here's something that's, if, if I've experienced something and I know something is something, mm -hmm. I, don't need, I don't need to revisit it again. Okay. So I'm not gonna go purposely, although I've gotten requests. Hey, remote view Pluto. Like, I have no desire to remote view Pluto. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I'm sorry, okay. but who would want that? It's like well, they, they're like, have you remote viewed? You know, because one of my friends, um, his name is Carl Petrie. He's, he's a psychic. He's a great guy. Mm -hmm. He was very good friends with Ingo Swan, who is like the king of remote viewing. Mm -hmm. Ingo could do stuff, and he's written, he's painted, and he's written books about. He literally traveled extraterrestrials, other dimensions, different planets. I mean, light years from here, and the things he can do, and the things he said from his experiences will blow you away. If, if you look up Ingo Swan, if you want to read something interesting, read his stuff. But I don't, I don't bother doing it. I, I mean, I use it usually to help people out. I'll be okay. asked something like, "This is the problem." Right. You know, can you help me? And I'll go and I'll say, okay, no problem. I like I like helping people out. I'm not a okay. sucker, but I, I'm a sucker for um, the you know the good you know happily ever. Yeah, I know, I know, it. right? Yeah. Exactly. You want to help? You want to give someone a hand? <laughs> and I've learned long ago that when I remote view something and there's an issue, uh huh, I don't waste any time. 
I literally get taken to the right to the issue. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll, I remember I was helping Al out. His wife was having an issue with something mm-hmm. at night. And uh, so I said, if you, if you give me a bridge, I'll remote view. I've okay. never been through his house at this point. Okay. And I remote viewed, I sat there and I, boom, I kept this one area where the, there was a cabinet there or something open. And I walked okay. around and I saw him. And whenever I remote view Al's house, I always mess mm-hmm. with him. I will literally, spe- I swear to God, I literally at certain times will go there and just to, just to bug him because it's what we do with each other. Okay. And I'll say something like blue monkey, blue monkey, right in his ear. I'll go into blue monkey. I'll try to put that in his brain. Uh-huh. So, cause I want to see like, you know, I, I have to test myself. The only person right. that I've actually confided in with a lot of this is Alan. And Alan's like, yeah, go ahead, tell him. Cause it's not okay. him, but I've been, I've been 98% accuracy. So, okay. but when I went there, I said, I said, Al, the problem's coming from this area. And I said, let me draw it to you. And I never been to his house and I drew the, the area and where it's coming from, he goes, he literally goes, dude, you just drew, drew my bedroom okay, in a reverse. And I said, well, that's where it's coming from. In the reverse, he goes, that's what happens. You, and he goes, how the hell did you know what my bedroom was? I said, I don't know. I've never been to your house before. Uh-huh. And that always, that, that's, boom, that's a hit, right? But yeah, um, it, it's, with remote viewing, I've gotten caught um, okay. doing it. Uh, there are other people, other remote viewers and entities that will catch you that they are in that plane. Right. And, 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 and the reason why I ask you, because you, you mentioned that you do it to help people. Yeah. And I, there have been instances of people that I've heard that, whether they're doing remote viewing or they're doing, you know, uh, psychic work, where they go into that plane. And if what's there is sentient or malevolent or whatever, they kind of mess with you. Because yeah. you're trying to help out that what person, family, whatever. Uh, and I, that's why I was asking you if you'd ever had an encounter with something at that point, which so, basically wanted you to like get out of here. Yeah. So what I do is, um, if I'm remote viewing a human being, I know it's a human being, right? We have mm-hmm. an issue. Right. I scared the hell out of somebody who was supposed to come into our group, but was blocking our psychic from reading them. Okay. And we need our psychic, we, we, we need her to tell us if they're good people or not, because if we're going on an investigation, we have to be able to rely and trust on people. Absolutely. So I said, look, I'll go remote for you. I'll go over there and I'll let, let them know, like, you can't do this. If you want to be part of the group, you have to let them, you have to be read. Okay. Yes. And I went in there and I just happened to pop into the room and she saw me and it freaked her out. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, Look, you can't block our psychic, whatever. And she tried to put down walls and whatever. Right. And I was like, that ain't going to work. And from that point forward, she would never, she hasn't, she didn't contact Al for years after that. She just disappeared. I must have scared her, you know, like yeah, that was- purpose, <laughs> purposely avoided him for that. Um, That's interesting. But when I go to do something like uh, a, a building or any place, right. I always engulf myself in white golden light of God. And I put a shell around me that is okay. a mirrored shell. It's a, it's a one-way mirror mm-hmm. where I could actually look at the, I could two-way, well, I could look out of the mirror. And right. all you're going to see, if you, you're going to see this ball of mirror coming at me, at you. But mm-hmm. I'm inside it. So you'll okay. never know who's inside it. And that's okay. how I, that's how I go. But, um, we, I've done a couple of these things where we've gone to places to try to 
try to remote view certain locations that okay. you shouldn't be able to do. Okay. And military or whatever, I've gotten caught. They use it too. There are people really? that, that are, they still have the programs. They can tell you all that they want. Oh, that, that was defunct in 73. Please. It okay. works. It's 100% works. It is amazing. And on my end, the science end, I've always, like, I know it's possible, but I question it because that's the, I grew up in a different type of, you know, like, right. you shouldn't be able to do this, you know, type of thing. Sure. You know, so, but yeah, I've gotten caught and I know people like Al talked to somebody recently. Um, she's very popular now around and, and she's a remote viewer. Okay. And he's like, you better be careful about remote viewing because just because you don't see them, it doesn't mean they don't know you're doing it. You know, yeah, and yeah. They'll, 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 they'll come to you. And when they come into your house and when they try to enter your home and, and mess with your kids, what are you going right. to do at this point? And this person never thought of it before, but that's mm -hmm. the truth. You know, right. Um, and the reason yeah. why I ask if I've also heard of remote viewers, uh, also people that have, uh, you know, gone on um, things, you know, watch, wanting to see, you know, UFOs or extraterrestrial contacts, stuff follows them back home. Yep. All right. And the manifestation sometimes is equivalent what we call paranormal things you know what then you're saying okay yep how can it go from being a let's say let's say for example a sighting of a ufo to a paranormal occurrence in my home that people and somehow or other and i don't know exactly how but they're connected somehow so they can follow so, you back right so if you if you tap into an extraterrestrial in the ship or whatever mm -hmm. they're like who the hell is this you know and they have the ability to tap follow you directly they can follow you know you do it's really weird when you vibrate everybody has a, their own frequency yeah you know, i think yes. everybody's been told that before right your frequency is your address it's like your email address just right. you if you think you you won't get caught now i got your frequency i know where the frequency is i just scan for the free up up right. you're in pittsburgh i'm going to pittsburgh okay now the grays um the little grays there's different right. little medium and then the tall tall grays the littlest grays, the ones that are doing a lot of the picking up of, of the abducted, they're clones. They're actual extraterrestrial biological entities, clones. They're dumb as rocks. They're the reason why 99% of the ships crash. I'm not kidding what I'm saying. This. <clears throat> they're the drivers. They're the, the worker bees. And okay. they're not bright. When you get into the, the, the ones that are about six foot and taller, the tall grays, those okay. are the ambassadors, and they're the ones that have had interaction with humans for many years. Okay. Okay. Very smart. You know. Do you think that those grays, any grays, are the little ones? They're biomechanical or just totally yeah, organic? I think it's. I think it's. It's not biomechanical. It's you don't need biomechanics when you create these things. Like, right. like you know, you can just grow another one, and it's really weird. It's already programmed, and just you know. You tell it, go do this, and it can right, literally exactly. walk through. It can dematerialize, walk through walls and stuff. Okay, you know? this it'll go go right through it. That's why you get the manifestation is these beings being in your house, watching you, and mm -hmm. moving stuff. And when they move it, that you don't see them, but you you see the coffee pot move. Like what the hell is that? Right. I'll, I'll give you an example. I did a round table with a couple friends of mine. One is um, and um, 
one of the persons in, in, in the um, uh, Justin Cancellari is one of them. He's a podcaster and author. And Katie Turner, she's a psychic from, she's in, um, she was on Travel Channel too. I forgot what the hell the program was. I mean, like probably one of the best psychics I've ever met in my life. Okay. Um, so we, we were supposed to have this big round table topic for Justin Joe, but it was only us. So we started talking, we did a video thing, but he was just recording audio, not video. Now I was in my apartment. I'm on the top floor of my building. I do it in my kitchen. It's an alley kitchen. Behind me, I put I put a screen up. Behind me is a window, and there's probably no more than a foot and a half to two feet behind me, and that's the garbage is hidden there, and you know nothing's behind me. That's my okay. point. Seven stories up in the air. Okay, and we're having this conversation, and uh, we're going like this, and I kind of got this weird sensation that something alien based, it's just like alien. It just popped okay. in my head. And while we're talking, Katie's there like this, and she's just, she does this, like, and she's looking, she leans in. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, okay, okay. Blah, blah, blah. and the whole, the whole show's over, and, and, um, and I go, are you done recording? Yeah, we're done recording. I said, what the hell did you see behind me? She goes, oh, you caught that? I'm like, how could I not? You came right up to the camera, like, you wanted uh -huh. to see it. She goes, uh, there was an alien that popped out behind you. I said, what? She goes, a gray alien. And I got, I had the image in my freaking head too at the time. Okay. Because there's a gray alien there. I said, oh, there was? I said, okay, hold on one second. And I went and go, and I picked up the alien that I saw in my head. I go, was right. it this? She goes, holy crap, that was it. That's it. And that is the same one that was in my brain. And right, I, exactly. I, this thing, see, this is how they get to you. They can go interdimensionally. They don't right. physically have to be there. They can see when you get to a certain point and we'll find this out through quantum physics, quantum right. physics is going to be the greatest thing. And it's going to screw so many bets on this planet. <laughs> I bet you can't do, you know, it's really going to do that, but it's also going to mm -hmm. be very enlightening. It's going to explain everything, but basically in quantum mechanics and, and physics and in the way things really work, Right. You see everything that's happening at once. The beginning, the end, every second, every moment, every multiple timeline, everything. That's why it's so intense. You can get it all at once. That's why the Einstein bridge and, and, and theory that you can't, you, if you travel light speed into the future, 15 minutes, exactly. and you come back, you got old people there. No, you don't. Because all you do is change the timeline and you can do it in an instant and nothing has been lost. You can go okay. back to whatever time you want. You can go forward to whatever time you want in an instant, and nothing's going to change because you the, you get to see it all at once. It's the weirdest thing. It's very hard to grasp or grok for people, and mm -hmm. that's going to explain a ton of this stuff. That's going to explain how these ETs <clears throat> are able to know where you are and what you are. They see you. You know, other other beings see you. All these entities that. You've had plenty of ghosts on your show, right? Yes. Ghost stories, yes. right? Yes. How do you think these ghosts or these spirits or these demons that are doing negative things know all about you? Oh, I they tell everybody. Me. When I used to be yep. active in more paranormal investigations, yep. I would mind. tell them. I would tell them. My first tip off that I was dealing with an intelligent entity is that 
sometimes I knew ahead of time, or I didn't even know I was going to get a case. Right. Um, I had a, uh, I had made a, a, a separate garage went to my office. Yep. And I had one of my windows was that frosted glass. <laughs> On the other side of that, there was nothing there. I would put my trash cans underneath there, and behind beyond that, it would face into my backyard. There was nothing. Right. And I would be working at my desk and. It was like to my right, that window. And sure enough, every once in a while, whenever I would see movement back and forth, as in human size, <laughs> yep. because it was like from the chest up is where the window was, I knew, okay, either I've got a case, I just got a case, and there's something intelligent, or I'm going to get a case because they would be checking me out. They would be checking me and whoever. Anybody that's been doing paranormal work will know that if you think that investigation starts when you get to the premises, that's not true. They come, if it's intelligent, I'm not talking residual or I'm not talking something that's not there. When we're talking an intelligent entity, that thing about that they're bound to a place. Nah, sorry. They come and they start checking you out. Who's going to yeah. come over there ahead of yeah. time? Sometimes even before I knew. And sure enough, within at least 24 to 48 hours, I would get notified of a case. And yep. I was like, oh, that was my first tip off that at least something there was intelligent. Oh, yeah. As an intelligent haunting. Because, and then one of two things. Um, depending on what was going on, they tried to, um, if not you, they tried to get the family or whoever was involved to like, basically, uh, stop the investigation. You know, you would get these calls. No, yeah. look, I can't make it. I'm sure you've had that experience yeah. where these yep, people yep. are calling you going, help, help quick. Can you come yesterday? And then yeah. by the time you get there as, and you're getting a team together, all of a sudden you get this. Oh, uh, you know what? Don't worry about it. We it's, thought of, it's decided or it's well, no, yeah. we're, we're good. It was the cat. Like, no, right. Or whatever. Or we can or, or look, something happened. And you, and it was like, yeah, it was funny because after a while you could lay bets on that stuff like that would happen. Um, because oh, yeah. the, or things would die down or something. And people were like, oh, you know, because of course. But yeah, the, what you were describing that they know ahead of time yep. what's you know, the bird's eye view of what's oh, yeah. on, coming on the road. Yeah, they do. They do. And they, depending again, what, what was on the agenda, they try to sabotage the help, you know, if that's what you were going to come and do for the family. Entities or sometimes or, it was just or, curiosity. Yeah. They Sometimes they were just curious. No good. Oh, they want to sabotage stuff. Oh, and sometimes they were um, just curious. They were just right. curious. Then they there are other curious. ones that definitely want help. See, it's really funny. Um, so I have two, two daughters. And mm -hmm. they both have gifts and abilities. Okay. And actually they're trying to come into my room right now. And so, um, and the, the thing is that my wife is very much a skeptic on certain things. Right. Okay. But that being said, it's fine, but I know what's going on and I know what my kids are seeing and they are beacons because I'm going to say this this way. People that are artistic, or quantitative use more parts of their brain, sure. right mm -hmm. and left side. Okay, um, and that's on the uh, both male and female. But females in general use both sides of their brain from birth. Um, that's and that's why a lot of them have 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 gifts. And when you have children, they're an empty. You know, it's a, it's a full yeah. sponge, right? Yeah. They don't filter they, stuff out. They are beacons of light between Earth. Here's heaven. This is Earth, and their ether in between there is that place where mm -hmm. I don't want to go to that light. What is that light? You know, they get yeah. stuck there, and that's where the good, the bad, the ugly is. 
We right. call it for the show that I do and I have is called Inside the Goblin Universe. That's the Goblin Universe right there. Mm-hmm. So just imagine a pitch black room and all of a sudden a little pinprick of light goes on. You're like, what the hell is that? Oh, I got to get out of here. I'm going to go to that light. Well, that light happens to be my, my daughter or someone else's daughter sure. or someone else's yes. child. So like you said, they will go to you and go to them. Now, the problem I usually have is when I have an issue that, and I'm too close to that issue, like mm-hmm. my family, I have yeah. to go to a third party. Sure. So my wife and my youngest daughter were sitting at a table doing homework in our small apartment. Mm-hmm. And they both looked up like one of these, like, you know, quickly. Okay. And my wife even admitted to it. And my wife told me, she goes, yeah, we saw this. There was somebody in the corner. I'm like, what? Because, yes, it looked like somebody appeared. There was a man in the corner. All a right. split second. So... I try to look at them like, who is this? You know, I did a little bit of saging. I called our psychic up and I said, look, you know that when I'm too close, I can't figure it out. I'm like, they saw this. She goes, before I could finish my sentence, and he's like, you got to tell him to leave. And I said, well, is it bad? You know, do I have to do it? He goes, no, 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 no. He's missing half his face. It was blown off. Okay. And so this is what my daughter's saying. Sure. So now I have to, you know, one, I can't say this to my wife. She won't believe me. <laughs> you know, and it'll be good for divorce proceedings. Um, and, and, and so now I have to say, honey, don't worry about it. I got rid of that person. He's, he's not coming back. He wasn't here to hurt you, but he's not coming back. So we have to do these things. And this is, you know, part of, this is part of the, you know, the positive and negative of this whole thing of being sure. able to, I'm very aware that these kids have gifts. I'm there to help them when mm-hmm. I can. Little by little, my wife is having experiences, and and her oh, so she's coming to this thing on her own. Like I can't ignore she's, that. She's I'm not influencing. She's coming around, but yeah. I still love when, like my wife or anybody new or or has never had that experience. Or, you know, I'm going to use the term normal, but we're all normal in this case. You right. know, when they're like, "Dude, I saw this UFO." I'm like, "What? You're telling me you? You know, the person exactly. that that's like now that wasn't UFO. It was a weather balloon." And then we'll miss it, you know. I love when we get evidence like that well, because th- that, that's usually when people arrive at that conclusion by themselves, not yeah. because somebody talked them into it, but because they've gone through the checklist of everything that it, it could possibly be, and that wasn't it. Yeah. When they get to it by themselves, that's when they become a believer. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> I, I, you know, she's not a believer yet. I know. I, it's a process. And it's fine. I don't need. I don't need anybody to believe me or what. I, see, I don't sell anything. Even if when we have a book and um, writing a book right now, Al and I are writing a book. But even if we have a book, or, or we're not really selling you. I publish right. to publish for me. Sure. And and Amazon offers that, and it's like here, look, look. Yeah. I told my wife, like, look, see, I published. She goes, that's great. We have three clients and they need X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, forget it. You don't care, you know? But right. so I'm not telling, I tell you, I tell you as a person that, that does investigations and research boots on the ground right? with and without Al, um, I'm telling you from my own personal experience and from whatever background I have, I'm not trying to sell you. I always tell people, please take what I'm saying, go do the research. That's how I like to do it. I don't. There are too many people that come in and they think they're experts. There are no experts in this field, not one bit. I've had more years of experience with X, but it doesn't mean I'm an expert. 
you know. Of course, I mean, it's, it's it's a very yeah, it's a very fluid kind of field of study. Like I tell them, the supernatural is not an on-demand thing. You know, right. you can't. And I tell everybody, you know, when you see these shows, and I know it's entertainment, you know, these uh, paranormal reality shows, that every time yeah. they go, something happens, and I go, come on, you know, well, I that I know it's entertainment because otherwise people would be like, that's it, nothing happened, well, and it's like you know, a lot of times nothing, happens. nothing happens. It's like, oh my god, or, like, ah. or, and this is par for the course, and you probably can do it yourself if you do a paranormal mm-hmm. stuff. We have so many times that. We were getting the camera ready or the mic ready. And then, boom, get out of the house. I'm like, yeah, you that? Oh my yes. God. Yeah. We got that, right? Oh, my God. That's that. so funny. Like, Our after that. everything is packed and we're ready to leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting batteries <laughs> in it now. I didn't, you know, like, yeah. Oh my God. So I changed the rule for Alan. I, he, he hates me for it. But I, we always meet off-site. And what we do, as I said, we're like within like a five-minute drive, no more than that. Right. I said, get your shit together, put your batteries in, and I always have a recorder running twenty four seven. And now I have yeah. one of those those um, body camera stuff yeah. investigations, and it runs twenty four seven. It runs for seventy two hours if I want. Yes. And I get it before we get there because we had such great evidence and yes. battery drain. Uh, didn't turn on the recorder. He didn't return on the, you know, it's just like. And it's the same this. thing. I tell people, that's another tip off. You know, when you do paranormal investigations, when they do stuff before or especially after, yeah. it's an intelligent haunting. In other words, they're aware that all the gadgets, which by the way, yeah. I'm not a big proponent because I tell everybody, I was no. investigating when you had to pay to develop film, you know. Um, yes. What, 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 <laughs> you know, when, when um, they kind of know that you're like, it's almost like it's like yeah. If you had any, if you were wondering if they're aware of you, yeah, they are because their timing is like impeccable. They it's know almost you're there. like yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, all that stuff that you were trying to capture, whether it's a camera or whatever it is, yeah. now that you've put it away, <laughs> yeah. now I'm gonna let you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's that that right there is your first, uh, you know, another sign. Okay, there's something there, and not only there, it's not residual or it's not on the loop or it's not just going through right. it's there's something that's there that's watching you um, is aware yeah. of you and understands why you're there also here's a yeah here's a classic example that and i'm i'm being waved that i have to leave i apologize no uh, it's okay don't worry yeah. about it because it's right. let me tell you something we, we we gotta we gotta you gotta come back this we I'll gotta keep back. going on this you know what i'm trying here this is what i'm trying to do i'm trying to get out to get his butt down here because his sister's down here Oh and yes, then, I know. And then and then I want to go north because we got a couple of Bigfoot investigators up there, so we'll all meet up. Let me tell you something. That right? Al's Al's story of his Bigfoot encounter here in Florida. Yep. Yep. Is That's, great. Oh, it's amazing. And listen to that episode. I love it. And it's that was that was life changing for him. You know, I bet. That, I bet. that was life changing. But I'll give you. I'll give you something to go with. That's that's just like that. We were talking about that. Okay. You, you just put the cameras away. Al and I were on the Pine Bush Festival. You know, planning board, whatever. And we we're always there. And we were. And before we did New York State UFO project, we we investigated all of this stuff. Mind. Right. Okay. So so during the day, we gave three one hour presentations. Okay. And then we gave like three to six. I, I don't know. Like we did the three half an hour and then three 15 minute ones. Okay. And later that night, no one ever did 
before, we're going to do a close encounter of the fifth kind, which is an active encounter. Okay. Where you actually ask, using your consciousness to bring in craft. Well, Al and I have been there since five o'clock in the morning. We were wiped out. We're hungry. Okay. We're tired. And we're like, we had to wait until after the, the final uh, speakers go about 10 o'clock. And, and Al and I were like, I hope nobody comes. And like, I'm so wiped out. But we go back to the, the event where the speakers are, because we're going to do it in a different area. Mm-hmm. And we see I, there's a mother and daughter there that specifically came out for the CE5 that we're going to conduct. I'm like, okay, I feel guilty. So I, they said, well, we don't know where it is. I said, just follow me. So me not wanting to do it, cause, just because I was tired and Al was recovering from cancer, um, radiation stuff, and he, you know, he was wiped out. Okay. We finally drive from this one area in Pine Bush, where the, the count, town council area, to where we're doing it over in, the, in, the, in, a, in a very dark wooded area. And as we get there, there's about 75 people there, men, women, families. And I'm like, holy crap. So I'm like, oh, this, this is kind of cool. I guess we have a, you yeah. know, here we go, uh, which is great. And we pull in, and I'm also going to be German television there because they want to interview me. Okay. Okay. So as we're there, we get a phone call from our buddies Bill and Mark D'Antonio. Like, where are you guys? Yeah, we got people here that want to come. So I said, okay, we'll hold up. We told them where they were, and 40 more people. So we have well over 100 people here, right? Oh, Men, boy. women, children, families. We're sitting in this field, and Al's like, "It's all you, Bry. I'm white." So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Okay, everybody. We, you know, I know we had a great day." Great fair. Let's bring it down. And I try to walk them through a meditation and say, okay. "Look now, focus your eyes." And we can see beautiful sky. You can see in the distance about 30, 40 miles, maybe even fifty. I'm not sure. Map okay. the mountains, and we know the traffic is out there. It's the air traffic is nowhere near near us. It's out there, and we're we're concentrating and breathing, and you know, just now think about this this craft and. At this point, German TV is gone. They left. Okay. So I'm doing this for another about 10 minutes with them. You know, everybody that's there. And I hear this, what sounds like an owl or kids hooting and hollering. I would never use the term hooting and hollering in my life. Okay. You know? And I was just about to turn to Al and go, did you, you know, hear, like, do you hear these kids? When this, this guy comes over and goes, do you hear the owl? And I said, yeah, I was just about to tell, you know, like, do you hear the kids? I'd be drinking on a Saturday night in a one horse town too. And the minute I turned to say, and I start saying that (laughs) right over our heads. Really? No more than 15 stories, maybe 20. Is a ginormous black dark craft. And in the center is a dome, a white dome, like an LED white. Because I was gonna say with that many people, Oh something had to happen. God. Um, you could you could see the hexagonal ring that's holding this white dome in place in the okay. center of this like black like gunmetal black ship, not a sound, and it's hovering over our heads. So we start saying things like, Can you you know, can you do a sign for, you know, Al splashing lights, flash, 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 dash, you know, right. whatever, and it flashes back. So we say, can you go out to the mountains and then, you know, do a, uh, some, you know, aerobatics and then come right. back. And in an instant, boom, it's out in the mountains. You see it, it bursts and it makes a, a writing turn, you know, 90 degree turn. And then it okay. comes back to us. I'm like, oh my God, everybody's like, 
going crazy. And this whole thing lasts what seems no more than probably five minutes, maybe max. And this whole time I'm thinking what you know what 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 we just discussed. Right. German television left five minutes too early. Of course, yeah. They would have had the greatest piece of evidence. Sure. Exactly. Ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. And they, they blew it. Or in our case, it would never have happened. People were like, nothing happened. You know? Okay. But yeah. But so. still. And, and people sometimes think of that. And anybody that's ever done investigations, that'll happen once too often. When you're like, okay. Yeah. You know, th- that, <laughs> especially on investigations where it's been like really dead, no pun intended. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, let's just leave. And then it's like, ha, ha, ha. You know? Well, last laugh is, you know, it's our, yeah, is on you guys because we've been here all along or, you know, plural, whatever. We've, we yeah, have we've, to come back. Definitely. You, you, you know, one of the things, and, and, and I'll shoot you an email about something sure. else I wanted to ask you about, especially since you're from New York and that sure. area, about um, some of the occult stuff that was going on there in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> Tied into uh, Son of Sam, blah, 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 oh, et cetera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to talk yeah. to you about that. Sure. But before your wife comes and sends, uh, it, it tells you, yeah, <laughs> let me let me not be on her on her on her naughty list uh, for holding you off. But thank you no so problem. much; it's been absolutely wonderful, Brian. It's before I forget, pleasure. what's your website address for the address for the podcast listeners? Okay, so it's inside the Goblin Universe at okay. uh, podbean.com. So just just go to we're on everything. Uh, okay. Inside the and and I do another program. Thank you for pronouncing it right. No Bo Boo Me, which stands for mm-hmm. Nobody But Me. And okay. even though Al says he's retired, I always drag him out and we do podcasts. Okay. So we, okay. we have these conversations. So you know, I'm going to start up again. I'm getting everything brought in. Sure. And I'm going to have a proper studio this time. So you know, I could do it. At, you know, whenever I want. And absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. It'd be great. Okay, I will put links in the credits of the show anyway. Thank you. Okay, but you got to come back soon, real soon, okay? And welcome to Florida. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud to be a new Floridian. <laughs> yeah, baby. Freedom. It should be called Freedom Land, so you bet. that's no what kidding. I said. Yeah, free state of Florida. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Be well. Bye. Likewise. Wow. Ah. Yeah, we were talking a lot before we started rolling, and, you know, and I was telling him that... <clears throat> Yeah, I run across a lot of people from the Northeast here in um in Florida, well, Northern Florida, but you know, I I I still visit South Florida, and or and I have people there, family there, and you know, I get a lot of uh, people that tell me all the time, oh yeah, I, I, these people, the, my neighbors or new people, or they're um uh hold on a minute. They, uh, here we go, somebody that, they're from the Northeast, you know, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, blah, 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 blah. And like I was telling him, once upon a time, Florida was the haven for what they call the snowbirds of the Northeast, people in the Northeast that would retire and, you know, they would come here if you were older and, you know, just to get away from the snow and stuff like that. But that was, it was a totally different, totally different thing. And then now it's, no, that's not the case. It's not the case. Um, things have changed drastically, you know. That and, and what he was saying, I, I've heard that version of why people left. Uh, 
the same thing. And by the way, these are families that have lived there like like their grandparents and great-grandparents have lived in the same town or in the same area of New York and New Jersey and Northeast for a long time. For them to pick up and go, it's because they're at their wit's end. So, But anyway, guys, I hope you liked this interview with um, with Brian because, you know, uh, I, you know, I always like it when I, you know, talk to somebody and they have experience in all these areas and... Um, and like I said, it's not just the, uh, oh, I read this or I saw this on a, on a show and, um, you know what? It takes something for, like I said, the experience, the, the, the field work, if you want to, to give you a good insight, you know, that whether, you know, like I said, the umbrella of the paranormal, whether it's ghosts or cryptids or UFOs or whatever, a lot of the investigations are really boring sometimes you know people i've heard of people that go out into the woods <clears throat> hoping to capture something having to do with sasquatch nothing they don't get anything you know paranormal you go so let's not even go there cryptos all these ufos same thing you know people sometimes go out to certain places which have a, a reputation for hey we get a lot of sightings and then nothing happens, all right? And um, like I said, it, it's it's when you're dedicated that you keep going back um, and keep going back, hoping to have that moment um, where you see or you witness or you sometimes you even feel, because I, like I've told everybody, you know, and I don't know if it's because I have had so many years experience in this field when there wasn't that many gadgets, the human body is one of the best instruments that there is when it comes to paranormal work or investigations. It You can t attune it, especially if you trust it, to when it acts a certain way or you feel a certain thing, you know something is happening. And by this, I'm not saying you have to be psychic or whatever. Uh, you could consider, but your body will respond. And I would say the human body is one of the most powerful instruments that there is. I've been on investigations where all of us in a team have had some feeling before a an equipment, a piece of equipment goes off. Okay. Before a piece of equipment goes off. And I, that's happened to me personally. All right. Uh, so it's the human. And, 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 and I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is that with a lot of investigations, you see a lot of emphasis, and I know it's for the purpose of producing proof. We over-rely on a lot of these d different gadgets, whereas the human body, you cannot beat it because maybe of what we're composed of versus machinery. And then, of course, you know, the truth is, if we experience anything, whatever the experience is, whether it's visual, clairaudient, whatever, you know, of course, we can't reproduce it unless you happen to be recording and you say, I feel this. And then you have a piece of equipment go off and then you could say, okay, it jives that, you know, but you know, whatever we can produce as human beings, really, we can't reproduce it as proof, but it's, it's, I, I love talking to Brian. I got to bring him back because he's, we, we could go through a lot of stories and hopefully we can even convince El Santariga to come back and maybe we could do like, uh, bringing them in split screen, all three of them, because they've got great stories and they've had encounters with cryptids, with Bigfoot, uh, with UFOs, um, 
And I remember one time, it, Al, and one of my, if you go back in one of my earliest shows, I think what I did with him, he describes how he has a sister back in the 70s that lived here in Florida, in South Florida. And he came and spent a summer with her. And he had a big fan encounter with what, you know, Florida's Bigfoot is called skunk ape. Where this thing was even because where his sister was living at was an area in Florida called Davie, which back when he was talking about in the 70s was very rural cowboy, horse, cattle thing. And uh, they had, in that instance, some case of missing cattle. And yeah, really interesting stuff. That's why when he said about Al's experience in the 70s here in Florida, that's what we were talking about. But anyway, guys, this has been a really long interview. Please go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com or MPPellister.com. There you have links to all the shows, whether it's the video version, whether it's the podcast version to different podcast platforms. Again, if you want to listen to anything, the podcast especially, without commercial interruptions, I have a link there where you can listen to it from your browser or download the MP3. All right. Um, you know, again, you can sign up for my Substack articles. All right, which I usually put out two or three a week and I do crazy articles and I'll send out uh, some of my really old videos sometimes from five years ago, which are great. Um, and then some newer stuff. I always attach something and, you know, that's if it weird is your bag, baby, sign up for my Substack uh, news, newsletter. So. I really do appreciate that you guys come back every week and spend some time with me. Again, I have some great, great guests lined up. All right. I will be doing um, a live stream for Halloween again this year. Okay. As a matter of fact, I've lined up guests all the way up to Halloween and I've left that spot open because this year it falls on a Monday. So I hope that all of you that had a great um, time partying for Halloween weekend will come and join me on Monday, Halloween night, and we'll get into some crazy stuff, ghost stories, true crime, yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll see where it takes us. Um, just, uh, uh, you know, some, spend some time and listen to the weird stuff, make your weird little heart happy. So until then, take, thank you. You are all wonderful. <laughs>